Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Not feeling the zen. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And somewhere in the suburbs of New York City, Phil Jackson right now is meditating. He's in some deep state of meditation, practicing the Buddhism that he uh, believes in, some of that, uh, the the Zen master. And uh, he is thinking right now, why am I being attacked? That is what he is thinking. The uh, story that came out just before we got on the air, Phil Jackson apparently is really on the hot seat as the head of the New York Knickerbockers front office. Now, typically with these kind of reports, you say, well, there's nothing to this. This is just some no-name hack wannabe NBA insider that's throwing stuff against the wall, hoping that it hits. Uh, But this is different. It's a Woj bomb. And when Woj drops a bomb, uh, people pay attention. So James Dolan, if you are to believe this as the gospel and as the word, James Dolan is considering firing the greatest champion of all time in basketball, Phil Jackson. So I wanted to talk about this, 
And they, they say that no final decision has been made, so it's a speculative story. And again, it's based on the late-night bombing run, carpet bombing run by Woj, who threw this out. From what the, the story is, James Dolan has concerns, big buzzwords, concerns about Phil Jackson's fitness uh, for the job. And it goes on, and there's some, some details about whether or not Jackson can last and the long-term prospects. Phil Jackson's 71 years old. There's certainly some unrest. I think we'd all agree on that, that just based on the circumstantial evidence that we have from tabloid fodder in New York City that Phil Jackson is not exactly getting along with the two top players in the Knicks, Carmelo Anthony and Kristaps Porzingis. It's been a couple of months of back and forth between Porzingis and Phil Jackson. So the question is this. You are James Dolan. You are a hack musician. Your father left you a ton of money, and you have a bunch of toys because you're wealthy and you didn't earn any of that. You become James Dolan. What do you do? What should James Dolan do with Phil Jackson? Now, here's my advice, and I am a trained professional. The advice here to James Dolan is going to surprise you. If I'm Dolan, I keep Phil Jackson. I keep this guy around, and I'll tell you why. Number one, the New York Knicks have made their bed with the Zen Masters. It might be a bed of nails, but you've made your bed. I, I happen to like Phil Jackson. I think he knows what he's doing. Uh, I know that there's a lot of mudslinging going on right now and character assassination, trying to tear down Phil Jackson because he's doing things that go against the norm in the NBA. It is a league that is run by the inmates. The inmates run the asylum in the NBA, and Phil Jackson is trying to do things differently. I play it out with Phil. I let him continue here. It is the systematic, team-wide, franchise-wide dysfunction of New York basketball that has created what is really a rudderless ship just sailing through the Eastern Conference year after year. And what would you accomplish by firing Phil Jackson? You know what you would accomplish? You would give all of the juice to Carmelo Anthony and Kristaps Porzingis. Couple of losers. Is that really what you want to do? One thing, if these guys were amazing in their collective play, the result was this great success for the Knicks. Neither one of these bozos deserves that kind of power. This is not LeBron James. It's not. And there's several, not Steph Curry, you can go down the list, Kevin Durant. Carmelo's a loser in the NBA, and Porzingis, his hero is a slug named Carmelo Anthony. Melo's one of the most overrated stars, if not the most overrated right now in the NBA, considering the amount of hype around him and the results. And Porzingis has been following the teachings of Carmelo Anthony. He's not an established superstar. I know the New York hype machine Loves to put these kind of titles on on these guys. Oh, he's a superstar. He's a, no, he's not. He's shown some signs of being a pretty good player. But let's hold off on that. Please, the team stinks. It's garbage time performance. You know, the Knicks are eliminated by the 1st of December 
year after year. Now, the second part of this, when I heard about the story that was making the rounds that Phil Jackson's on the hot seat, and it, it didn't come from a New York tabloid, it came from a Woj bomb. This is very un-Woj-like because it's a hit piece on Phil Jackson. You're talking about age discrimination. You're talking about he's 71. Oh, he's washed up. He's 71 years old. It's a slander piece on Phil is what it is. You're throwing it out there. Now, someone obviously fed this to, to Woj. I assume he didn't make it up. I don't think he's in that business of just making everything up. But somehow we're supposed to believe that Phil Jackson has become senile and washed up, can't handle the gig. I'm not buying that. Now, maybe you are, but I'm not buying that. The smart money says that this is a story that was choreographed and orchestrated by some agents that are frustrated behind the scenes because, again, Phil Jackson is not doing the things that the other lemmings that run NBA franchises are doing. And so, to me, when I I hear judging whether or not he has the fitness for the job – that sounds like some fodder that was fed through some agents who were trying to get a coup to overtake Phil Jackson and get him removed as the, the Knicks czar. Just like that story we talked about last week with the, the day of the draft and there was a story going around which was clearly planted, we think, by someone with Porzingis that Phil Jackson was falling asleep while a player was working out. There is a full-on assault against Phil Jackson. Now, will it work? James Dolan has always seemed like the kind of guy, seemed like the kind of guy that is oblivious to to what's going on, that he is just out of touch with this. But the Knicks do have a history under Dolan of making irrational decisions. And it's the place you go if you want to get that golden parachute, you want to get that ridiculous money and not have to worry. The usual lifespan of someone with the Knicks is two to three years, and if you get a five-year contract, you're there two years, you get three years left where they just pay you not to work. The the final word on this, now timing does matter. It matters. Now what is about to happen here in pro basketball? It's the biggest time of the year, the time where everything matters. Free agency is about to start in the NBA. And so free agency begins in the NBA, and even if you don't get rid of Phil Jackson, the the story has been floated and tossed against the wall that Phil's senile and he doesn't have the fitness for the job and he's not going to be there long term, which I would believe is a hurdle, an obstacle for the New York Knicks. And you got rid of Phil Jackson you then have to replace him with someone. And I am not buying that you can bring any schlub off the street from some other woe-be-gone franchise and all of a sudden, uh, abracadabra, you're all set up. I'm not buying that. So, again, you hit the reset button, which is uh, Dolan owns the team. He could do that if he wants. I wouldn't do it. I'd keep Phil Jackson around, let him figure it out. And it, it, it's such, everyone's such a wuss in the NBA when it comes to these star players. Like, oh, we got to bow down. Who is Kristaps Porzingis, really, to not show up to a work assignment at the end of the year, your exit interview? Screw him. I'd rather have Phil Jackson around than Porzingis. Uh, anyway, it's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, we would love to have you. The phones uh, were interesting last night. We had some real losers call up, some knuckleheads, a few good calls mixed into that. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll, Yeah. 
I'm almost to the point now. I, the next step here, after not giving out the number, is to just not take calls. All right. The next, I mean, we're at the oh, point now. No, 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 no. Like this is like there's layers to this, right? We peel back the onion. The first step was okay. The calls were terrible. I realized the time we're on, so I stopped giving out the number. Haven't given out the number, and the calls improved for a while. Right now, we're in a bit of a slump. We're in a little bit of a slump. And if this continues, then I'll just do no calls, and I, it'll be a, a very loquacious edition of the Ben Maller Show. Now, I don't know how we're going to play the games. And we might, we might just scrap the games also, and uh, we might just do that. It, it, that's, that's the next layer to this. I'm, just gonna, I'm not saying that in a negative light. Maybe the show will be better. It's quite possible the show will be much better. Just pointing that out. It's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and I think Eddie, I saw him uh, wandering through the hallways here. I think he's here somewhere. I said hello to you. You responded. You did. Coop did not. Coop is a very rude person. Uh, he never says hello. The Angels lost, so he didn't say hello. Yesterday, he was uh, he was doing his LeVar Ball pimp walk down the hall because the Angels won. But uh, back to the old Coop, uh, no, uh, no hello, nothing. Uh, fascinating to see your producer walk by before a show and not even acknowledge you're alive. It's a really good spot to be in, Eddie. I got to tell you. Yeah, he's he's grabbing the microphone. He's putting the headphones yes. on. He's going to respond now. Okay, you I said so? hello. Uh, you uh, who said hello first? You. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Th- what does that matter? Well, would you have said hello if I had not said hello? Eventually, you would not have. Said, that is a lie. Danny G, you've sat with me in that back room. How many times? How many times have we watched Coop walk by and not even acknowledge? That we are in the building. I think he has laser-like focus on the first segment yeah, coming no, no. up. I think he's complete. That's a lie. Wow. I, I didn't even know what I was talking about. I think he's aware that we're there, but he's, he doesn't want. He's an introvert. He doesn't want to talk to us because he doesn't want to do small talk. Now I hate small talk, but compared to Coop, I am like the the most verbose person you could possibly come across in life. I, I don't know about that. That I is think, absolutely I think, true. I think you and I are pretty similar in that manner. But man. I, I will. <laughs> I know the social graces where even though I don't like saying hello to people, I will say hello to people. You see, I will do that even though I don't like it. Who said? Who says hello first to you every day? You or Jason Smith? Uh. You well, we're usually Jason pat- Smith says hi first. Well, that's because the well, door. What now? <laughs> oh, stop! You don't even know if that's true or not. Yes, I and do. And by I the got- way, the reason he says hello is because I'm knocking on his door, the studio door. I walk, he leaves. We're like ships passing in the night. I come in, he walks out. You do out. not knock on the door. No, I, I open the door. <laughs> the light goes off, and you open the door and the, come in. That's what, and he knows it's me. What am I supposed to say hello as I'm opening the door? He's a fast hello guy. He's and Harmon says hello all the time too. Uh, they're, hello, they're big hello this is so, people. This is so weird. You sound irritated at that, and yet you're ripping Coop because he didn't say hello to you. Because I work with him. I don't. You work, work with, with you work no, with those I don't. guys too. I don't. They do a different show. We do a separate show. We all show. work together, but we do One separate big shows. Happy Fox we do family. a separate type of show. The Coop works on the show that I work on. I don't work on the Jason Smith show. They got their own issues. I don't deal with that. I deal with my show, the show that we're a part of. I'm just pointing that out. That's all. All right. I'm always saying hello first. Yes. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie says hello first. Eddie does say I don't hello. Say much, I don't say much else, but I do say hello. I do get a hello from Eddie. That is correct. I get a hello from Eddie. I get a hello from Danny G. Danny and says I, hello. I, have, I don't know how you are in your neighborhood, 
Ben, but in, in my neighborhood, I always wave at all the neighbors, and if they don't wave back, that is that just I double down next time I see them. I will not. <laughs> I will continue to wave and make them feel like jerks. Uh, I will not stop. Oh, I, I park in the garage so that I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I will stand in your garage door and not let it go down, and I will wave at you. I you will see it. I want you to know when I lived in Hollywood and I lived in downtown L.A. Uh, before oh, I, I got married, I did, I did not. My neighbors could have been running a meth lab. I would not have known. Uh, I, and I saw, I didn't acknowledge any of them uh, for years. And I got, you know, Shocking. married now. The wife uh, always, she's uh, she's up on the neighborhood gossip a little bit. But I, I avoid that. I don't want any part of that. Uh, just keep me out of it. I'm good. I, I do wave at the neighbors now. But it's like on the inside, I'm like, oh, I gotta, I hate this. Hello, how you doing? Yeah, all right. And then they'll run up and they want some, I have one neighbor that wants to come up and talk all the time. And that's a big pain in the ass. That's just it's, it, oh, so frustrating. Anyway, all right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. We'll take your phone calls. And, again, if the phones continue to blow, uh, we won't. Ben, reverse the curse. There's no reverse. There's yeah, no, give the, the number one no, time, no, and no, I, bet no, you, I bet you you'll, you're, you'll come out the box swinging with a great call if you give the no, number no, one no, time no, no, right no. now. Again, remember my theory. My theory is if people want to call, know the number. I don't have to give out the number, and I, that is not the reason the calls have been terrible. That is not it. But, uh, again, the story we were started with here was the James Dolan, Phil Jackson story, the Woj bomb. And, uh, again, I would point out that if I'm the Knicks, I keep Phil Jackson. Why? Because Phil Jackson knows what he's doing. It doesn't look like it. How does it not look like it? How have they gotten any better since he's taken that job? The only mistake Phil Jackson made was giving Carmelo Anthony a contract. But I'm convinced that was because Dolan wanted Anthony to stay around. Carmelo Anthony's never been a Phil Jackson-type player. He's a loser. All right, it's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Is that a winner? Not a loser, a winner. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We began with a filibuster regarding the future of Phil Jackson with the Knicks. There is some more information out. The uh, The New York Knicks have now announced uh, to some of their favorite puppets in the media that they will have more to say about the future of Phil Jackson, some clarity uh, when regular people are awake in the morning. I guess we're not regular people. They, they don't want to give clarity to us. They want to give clarity to those nine-to-five zombies uh, that uh, work during the day, so we'll have to wait to see what that is. Uh, what what could this possibly be other than they're going to get rid of Phil Jackson? And keep in mind, if you follow the Knicks, it, there's a chance if you get rid of Phil Jackson, Isaiah Thomas comes back to run the Knicks. That is not outside the realm of po- possibilities. He's friends with Dolan. He's part of Dolan's... Uh, inner uh, love triangle, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what they call that with the Knicks, but I think, Thomas, last I checked, he has a job with that WNBA. I don't watch the WNBA, but I don't. I follow sports, but I think Isaiah Thomas has a job with the New York Liberty. Now, that would be wonderful if Isaiah Thomas came back. Who? Uh, Isaiah Thomas is one of those guys, if the Knicks brought him back, then Phil Jackson would be, they'd be begging Phil to come back. Like, please, come back! 
But the story is James Dolan weighing the future of Phil Jackson. Now, we are on Twitter, at Ben Maller. Uh, Steven writes and says, I am a fan of the show, Ben. But And he goes through a list. How do you explain? You know, he listed like 7 million different uh, different mistakes that Phil Jackson made and the hiring and firing of two coaches. All right. Uh, now, you can, we can go point by point, but it would take the entire show, Stephen, to do that. The, the Derrick Rose trade, I know you asked me about him going AWOL, but the trade of Derrick Rose was not a terrible trade because you didn't give up anything to get Derrick Rose. You were gambling that he would come back and become uh, an MVP-type player again, which clearly is not going to happen. He's a second-tier player at this point. And if the Knicks bring Derrick Rose back at big money, that's on them. But that was not a horrible gamble. You were taking a shot that this guy would be able to bounce back and be a star, and he's not. And as far as him not getting suspended for going AWOL, I would assume that there's more to that story than popped up in the tabloids. But it did look it did look bad. I, I, listen, I would keep the guy. I wouldn't get rid of him because he's butting heads with Kristaps Porzingis. And you're going to get rid of the guy right now at the start of free agency in the NBA. Uh, good luck on that. Uh, all right, who else do we have here? Uh, let's go to the phones. And uh, let's see. Now, now, Danny G said the phones will get better. You told me the phones would get better. So let's see if that's the case. I uh, will say hello to Darren, who's calling from British Columbia on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Darren. Uh, hi, Big Ben. Hey, Darren. How old are you, Darren? I'm 12. 12 years old. Wow. Now, are you out of school for the summer and all that? Thursday, I'm out. Oh, this is your last. You're up late on a school night. What? Let me guess. You are in, uh, let me, sixth grade? Are you in sixth grade? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Look at you. That's awesome. All right. Well, what brought you? Are you being forced to make this phone call against your will? Nope. My dad, he didn't want to call you. Why, why did your dad not want to call in? Because he scared you. No, you, what's your? What, no one should be scared of me. Well, I'm no. a I'm a talk show host, Darren. Yeah. What do you What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a professional wrestler. Oh, you know I'm friends with a professional wrestler. Yeah, brother. The greatest of all time, the great Rusev. Yeah, look at you. That's awesome. Rusev could be listening right now. He listens yeah, a lot. He yeah, he drives around in his in his car and he listens. Well. I hope you grow up to be a great wrestler. Now, are you going to be a, a, a good guy or a bad guy wrestler? Which, which kind are you going to Because there's two types of wrestlers. Is the, yeah. Which, which kind are you going to be? The good guy. A good guy. Oh, yeah, because people love you. and they, yeah, Of course, that's the way to do it. Absolutely. Right, so you, you, what's your dad's name? Andrew. Andrew. Is your dad right next to you by chance? Is he uh, like? Nope. He's not. Wow. Are you sure? You're not lying to me, are you? Nope. Yeah. All right. So your dad... You, you called the show. What did you want to talk about? You just want to say hello? Is that it? Or? Yeah, I want to say hello, tell you I'm a big Clippers fan. Yeah, look at that. This, kid, he, this kid's going places. Because the Lakers oh. are, the, are a horrible team. Oh, you're my favorite kid, i got to tell you. This kid was cute right up to that point. No, this, this is a kid that's going places. You know this kid, don't no, you, I don't ben? know. I've, Darren, I've never met you. Have I, Darren? No, first time caller, long time listener. No, that's a good. Now, 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 I'm starting to get worried here. This is, is this a plant? Wait a minute here. What's going on with this kid? Is this a voice machine? Is this what's going on, Coop? It's Pete in Pittsburgh. Is this, is this Pete in Pittsburgh? You know all the shtick on the show, Darren. What's going on with that? 
We listen to you every night. We listen to you every night. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, think I, I think I heard your dad. Well, Darren, you know what? I'm going to give you a golden ticket. Let's give this kid a golden ticket. I like Woo! this kid's style. All right. Well, good luck, Darren. Enjoy your final couple days of school, buddy. Good. Have a great summer, sir. Our kid right. or whatever. Yes, thank Hi, you. Eddie. Hi. <laughs> Look at that, 12 years old guy's going to be a wrestling superstar someday. And that he, was the greatest kid caller ever. That was pretty good. It reminds me of the little girl that used to call us years ago that would rip LeBron James apart. Little Maggie used to call the show. Well, that's awesome. Little Darren. 12 years old, man. That guy's going places. He's uh, probably going to bed right now, I think. Yes. How old is Maggie now? Maggie's probably about 40. Uh <laughs> <laughs> No, well, when did Le- Le- LeBron went to, uh, let's see, he left Cleveland the first time. That was, was seven, eight years ago? Somebody? 20, Shut up, LeBron James. 2010, I think it was. So, yeah, she's got to be in high school, maybe college now. Dang. Yikes. Life comes at you fast. It does come at you fast. All right, we'll get to that story. It's a winner, and we have the report card. We will check the report card We'll get to all that. We'll do it in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. Now back to Ben Maller. That's a winner. Well, if you remember a few weeks ago, the Los Angeles Dodgers we're playing in Cleveland, and Yasio Puig, after hitting a bomb, circling the bases, going back to the visiting dugout in Cleveland, Ohio, he uh, said hello to a couple of Indians fans, gave him the number one sign. Now, I had said that Yasio Puig uh, would not be suspended at that time, and a hoodlum named Angry Bill called up, and uh, we made a wager then I said he will not be suspended. He will not miss a game because of this. And Angry Bill said yes. The lunatic Angry Bill said he's going to be suspended. Uh, Well, Puig was temporarily suspended, but he appealed, so it didn't count. And now Major League Baseball has decided no suspension (gasps) for the great Puig. Number one. He is not going to be suspended for the obscene gesture. Baseball did the right thing. That is a complete load of crap. And so if Angry Bill, that nut job, ever wants to get back on the air, he's going to have to start his phone call with an apology. And if he does not apologize, he will be banned from calling the show. What about a nine-year-old girl? He will never be allowed to call the show again. A Puig appealing the suspension, and he won. Now, why did he win? You know why he won? They, I, they likely showed video of that no-name Tigers outfielder last year who misplayed a ball in a game against Oakland and who? then proceeded to do a 360 with the finger, middle finger in the air giving a salute to everyone in the outfield at Comerica Park in Detroit. So, And he didn't get suspended for that. So if I'm Puig's defense team, I show that video and I say, okay, what's the difference here? That guy didn't get suspended. Why would Puig get suspended for doing the same thing? In fact, what Puig did wasn't even that bad. So screw you. And Puig's going to donate some money to charity, which is otherwise known as a a tax write-off, and that's it. So, uh, again, uh, Angry Bill is not allowed to get on the air until he apologizes. 
He was wrong. He got it wrong. It's another win for me. Just want to point that out. I'll point that out. Uh, Neil writes in. He says, a 12-year-old boy calling into the show. What's next? A 9-year-old girl? But he wants to know. I've become a 13-year-old girl. Neil says that we are number one in the 12-year-old demographic. That we have uh, dominated that. Frank says, bad job by you. You should have had the 12-year-old say, go to hell, LeBron James. That would have been good. But yeah, we did not do that. Uh, Daryl says, Darren is awesome. Uh, great job uh, by uh, the show here. And he got a good by Eddie in there. That's right. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people saying they like Darren as a future president. 2040, he could run as president of the United States. It could happen. Oh, well, he's Although from he's, Canada, so that's that'd true. be prime minister. Well, maybe he's got dual citizenship. Maybe he's got, you know. That's a good point. It'd be tough to be the president if you're in British Columbia. Fair, fair, fair take. Yes, uh, accurate. Well, we have the report card, and we wondered what would get better ratings. The NBA had their award show, their version of the Academy Awards. Uh, that was on TNT on Monday night, and while that was going on, uh, around the same time, a little earlier, was WWE Raw, and it was very raw with LaMelo Ball dropping an N-bomb, several N-bombs on a live microphone, and LaVar Ball uh, running around with his shirt off uh, doing his thing. So what were the ratings? What were the ratings? Well, uh, now, what do you think did better here? You think the award show or Monday Night Raw? Well, the answer is uh, the TNT award show had an estimated 1.7 million viewers, which is stunning that that many people wanted to watch that dreck. Uh, that is amazing to me that 1.7 million people thought, well, this is a good idea on a Monday night. I need some entertainment. Let me watch this. Uh, I flipped around, but I, I could I just couldn't get hooked on it. I could not. Uh, but 1.7 million Monday Night Raw at the eight o'clock hour had 2.8 million people watching. In the nine o'clock hour, which is the hour I believe Levar Ball made his uh, appearance, they spiked over three million, almost 3.1 million. Levar. And member of the 2019 UCLA recruiting class, LaMelo Ball. And then in the 10 o'clock hour, they got a little less than 3 million, but 2.95. So uh, the ratings report card, that is a win for Rusev. That is a win for professional wrestling as they body slammed and gave a pile driver to the NBA award show. Brother. And the NBA award show, though, did actually have more people watching than the College World Series. There were more people watching an award show for the NBA than Florida and LSU in the College World Series. So there, there is that. And the, the debut of the Big Three basketball, you're talking about a tough draw. They had about 400,000 people watching on Fox Sports 1 which is stunning considering the fact that you know, it's, it's a bunch of old dudes playing basketball. You go down to the park and see a bunch of old dudes playing basketball. Now, I know you happen to know who these guys are and all that because they're legends, uh, many of them legends of the NBA. I still want the answer as to whether or not those were plants in the arena in, Bo- in Brooklyn. I know they're not actual plants, like, but like people that were paid to be there, how many tickets did they give away? That was a very enthusiastic 
crowd in Brooklyn, very enthusiastic crowd in Brooklyn, considering the fact that you know, this had a little hype but not too much. I mean, it was they were more into it than any NBA regular season game I have ever seen. It was very bizarre when I watched on Fox Sports 1 over the weekend, this big three thing. I was trying to figure, why are they so into it? It makes no sense. Well, I did read, Ben, that thanks to Rashard Lewis, the kids got in for free. They, okay, so the kids so, got in, so, but still. Yeah, under 10, I think it was. Those looked like they were like you know, teenagers, a little older than that, maybe like college age type people. But, you know, Ice Cube is one of the most likable stars on the planet. So he got on that mic and told everyone to smile and get into it. So they they were doing it for Cube. Do they do the thing before, like at a wrestling event? They will say, we are about to go live on the USA Network. <laughs> Show you all of America and the world what you, you know, how proud you are to be here. They do that also at baseball games now, playoff baseball games, right? It's all choreographed. It's like, we're about to go live on Fox. Stand up and cheer. And then, so then you're watching on TV. You don't know the public address announcer said that. And you look at the stadium like, oh, everyone's so excited. This is the greatest thing ever. And then you, you don't realize, unless you're actually there, what's going on. What cheesy playoff game did you go to where they did this? Because I've been to Angels playoff games and oh, there, was, well. there was no pre-hyping of the crowd. They were just hyped on their own. I, that goes on every playoff game I've been to. Clippers games, right. Okay, that's what I figured. Why, why'd you ask me the question, Coop, if you're, if you're I, I just I, want, I wanted I, you to I admit the answer. Say, I didn't, I've been to Laker playoff games, too. Not in a long time. That, I was, that, back before games <laughs> were on TV, the Lakers made the playoffs. It was a long time ago. But I, I've been to the Lakers I've, playoff games, too. That doesn't happen there, either. So it, it you, does, you it must, does, be, you that, must be talking about the Clippers. You don't get there early enough, Coop. You're hanging out with those Hollywood fat cats. We know how you roll. You're, you're hanging out with the Hollywood elite. That's how you roll. I'm with the common people. I'm out there with the common man. You are I, not. You're I'm in the with, press booth. You don't, I, I you don't am, rub elbows with the true fans. No, no, yes, I do. That is incorrect. Wrong. I am. Uh, you got your free food and <laughs> no, your, no, your no, free no. drink. I, I'm with the T-shirt. You're, you're, yeah. you're, the only person that rubbed past you was Justin Bieber, remember? Oh, well, Biebs did. We did have a moment uh, a few years back, I mean the Biebs. Uh, it was opening night for the Lakers, and they're playing the Rockets. You've never even went to a concession stand and got your own food. You, you have a runner. I have. I, that is incorrect. I have bought pretzels. I like Wrong. a good salty pretzel. Wrong. I do. I like the cheese dip with the salty pretzel. The pretzels aren't that great at you know, Staples Center. They're okay. But uh, please. If you did have a regular fan seat, I bet you'd go up to the press box to pretend like you're saying hi to everyone, grab some of the food, and then go back down no, to your seat. Oh, no. I would never do that. That would be yeah. wrong. That would be immoral. How dare you? They do this all the time, though. They try to get the crowd fired up. They're like, and, and there are two types. Like Coop, Coop's the type of fan that doesn't wear the shirt they give out at NBA playoff games. Like I'm the type of fan that would wear the shirt. Wrong. I'm that kind of guy. Just want to point that out. I'm a better type of fan. All right, uh, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and you can join the conversation just like Joe in San Diego, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Joe. Ben Miller, let's cut to the chase here. I'm not going to waste my time saying hi since uh, that's not the proper protocol. But uh, here's the deal. As far as Phil Jackson goes, uh, I think we can agree he's a great coach. He won 11 titles, uh, obviously a journeyman player. He won two rings with the Knicks. But uh, the thing is, uh, he's very adamant, and uh, 
he really wants to install that uh, triangle offense. He wants to implement it, and he brought in the players, and uh, obviously he doesn't have enough cerebral players in there to put it into effect. So my thinking is some guys are cut out for certain jobs, like Gore Turner, as we all know, is cut out to be an assistant coach. Some guys are cut out to be head coaches, like Phil Jackson. So I say if he really wants that triangle to work, go back into the coaching realms and turn the Knicks around. And then, well, uh, well, Joe, we that's, Joe, that's not going to happen. He's not going back to coaching. That's number one. Number two, why is it Phil Jackson's problem? He puts players in to run a system. You are insubordinate if you don't do what your coaches tell you to do. So you are supporting the employees who are not following the teachings of management. What other business is that allowed? How is that acceptable that the Knicks players don't want to run a triangle offense, which has, by the way, been very successful, much more successful than anything these bozos have been able to do wearing Knicks uniforms, and you're accepting that, and you're you're somehow saying, like, that's the problem. What world are we living in, Joe? Yeah, that, that's all fine and dandy, but just like in the NFL, I mean, you have coaches that uh, they implement a system that uh, is conducive to the players they have, and if no, but Phil's, Phil's, been, Phil's been bringing players in with the assumption they would be willing to run the triangle offense. This, we don't even know if they can or not because they've been a bunch of malcontents, these guys, and they've been bitching to the tabloids in New York about how they can't handle the triangle offense. Well, screw you. You're a professional athlete. Part of being professional is adjusting. Yeah, well, Phil Jackson's the one's the GM. He's the one that extended the contract of Carmelo Anthony. I agree. That was uh, I would not have done that, and I'm convinced that that was James Dolan who freaked out because he's like, "We got to have a headline star, so all those idiots on Wall Street will come up by and continue to to watch our games." Well, obviously, there's a conflict of interest there. I mean, uh, when the when the upper management and the players, it all trickles down. If there if there's no continuity there, then obviously you're going to have problems. I think so, that was was that Ronald Reagan trickled down economics. I think it was. I think that was uh, Ronald Reagan. All right. Well, thank you, Joe. I, I, you're very you're serious, Joe. If you call again, you I give you the nickname Serious Joe. I like that. Huh. Two decent calls. Right, kid call was solid. And this guy Joe, it's not bad. All right, so Ben Maller show on Fox. Time now for the Who Am I game, and here we go. The Who Am I game. Joey Gallo of the Rangers, who sounds like a a bad mob movie name, Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo of the Rangers, he has 13 singles. He had 13 singles to go with 20 home runs. Right? He accomplished this earlier in the week. I am the last player to have fewer singles at the time that I hit my 20th home run. Again, Joey Gallo, 13 singles to go with 20 home runs. I am the last player with fewer base hits at the time of my 20th home run of a season. Who am I? The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. How about shut up? And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. And here's the Who Am I game. This is where we pretend to be someone else. The Who Am I game. Joey Gallo of the Rangers had just 13 singles to go with 20 home runs. He got his 20th home run this week. I am the last player 
with fewer singles at the time of my 20th home run. Who am I? We're going to have the MLB pick him in a moment. Uh, some of the answers coming in. Uh, Sports Funhouse says Dwayne Kuyper, the Giants broadcaster, I believe is the answer. Who else? Johnny Lightning Lichtenstein of the Hartford Dark Blues, guest by the Yellow Hog. Rob Deere thrown out by Mike from the LBC. Clearly not cheating. You didn't get it right. Ha-ha! Tim Tebow, guest by the Troller. Tyler Collins, the great Tiger outfielder, number one in Tiger fans' hearts, guest by Ernie. A lot of Dave Kingman guesses. Captain Cliche threw that out. Several other people going with Dave Kingman. Corey got this right, clearly cheating. Do you have an answer, Eddie? I do. Right. Mike Greenwell. It's a good name. Red Sox outfielder from Florida, liked alligators. No. Uh, the correct answer, Barry Bonds, of all people, with the 0-1 Giants. He had seven singles. That's it at the time of the uh, record accomplishment. Uh, I don't know what cheating is. You don't know what cheating is? All right. We'll push back the uh, MLB pick. We're going to time shift it. You still have an active player anyways. Really? I still have an active player? Rockies Giants are still going at it. Oh, who did I pick in that? Oh, I uh, GJ, DJ LeMayhew I picked yeah. in that game. Yeah. They'll just play all night. We'll, we'll, we'll be the background noise. While the, there's probably no one left in the stadium anywhere. There are seagulls point. there. Oh, the seagulls are yeah, on? Which TV are. is that on? Why do we not have that it's on? It's on my TV. Here How come we don't have it on here? Jason put all these crappy sitcoms on. He leaves. He watches the worst television. I mean, you'd think you'd watch sports. You work at a sports radio show. I mean, God. Be careful what you ask for. A lot of speculation in the overnight hours that Phil Jackson is out as the czar of basketball for the New York Knickerbockers, that he will be removed. We'll know more when the sun comes up in the east. The Knicks are expected to clarify the status of Phil Jackson, and we will try to connect some dots on this hour of the show. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. The Giants win the pennant! The Giants win the pennant! No, they just won a 14-inning game. Denard Spann with a base hit. And that went to right field. The Giants get the winning run across, and they just win. Just past midnight uh, in the West, the Giants have beaten the Rockies. Wow, what the hell's going on with the Rockies? They, they, they have imploded. Had a bad week last week against the Diamondbacks. They got swept by the Dodgers, and now they've lost back-to-back to the worst team in the West, the San Francisco Giants, and arguably the worst team in baseball who just got embarrassed by the Mets, but the Giants get a win. Their 29th win of the year, and we're almost in July, and the Giants have 29 wins. Uh, but they beat the Rockies 4-3, to three, so that game has gone final. But the big story of the night, we were given the gift of new stuff right before we came on the radio, uh, a story that broke in the overnight hours. Uh, the, uh, the story, uh, Woj Bomb. So Woj has all kinds of credibility, and uh, we believe Woj, who's his own entity. But he says that James Dolan, the owner of the Knickerbockers, is deciding right now whether or not Phil Jackson will remain on as the big kahuna 
in charge of New York Knicks basketball. So the words weighing the future thrown out and questions of whether or not Phil Jackson can handle the job. And so uh, what do we make of this? What do we make of uh, the possibility of Phil Jackson leaving the Knicks? Now, my position on this is I keep Phil Jackson. Uh, I keep him around. Uh, I believe Phil knows what he's doing. And now he's made some mistakes. There's no question about it. He's made plenty of mistakes. Uh, But you've got to remember here, the thing that the Nick fan doesn't seem to understand is you're dealing with James Dolan. And while you might be excited for the moment and have some euphoria at the idea of Phil Jackson being gone, that he's going to be the fall guy, you're going to blame everything on Phil Jackson, you're not going to blame anything on uh, the lethargic Carmelo Anthony. Uh, And I know that's conventional wisdom, right? Blame Phil Jackson. He hasn't played a game since the 1970s, but it's his fault that these moves have not worked out. I get it. Uh, Carmelo Anthony's uh, been a slug since he got to the Knicks, and Porzingis, his idol, appears to be Carmelo Anthony. He's, He's trying to model his game after Carmelo Anthony. But the thing you have to remember is that you get rid of Phil Jackson, the one who makes the decision on who replaces Phil Jackson is James Dolan. And if you look at the track record of James Dolan, roughly 100% of the time, the person that Dolan decides is the solution to what is ailing, the elixir to Knicks basketball, is another illness that he provides. So you really want to go down that road? You really want to go down that avenue? Well, Many Nick fans, judging by the reaction that we have gotten here, some of the feedback on social media, yes, 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 yes. And so we'll know more in the morning, but let's get ahead of the story, as they say, and let's take the position, you and I, that Phil Jackson will be removed as the executive in charge of the Knicks. That later today, when the sun comes up, in the here and now, Phil Jackson will be out. There's clearly... A lot of chatter about this. Now, James Dolan has done some irrational things. I don't need to give you a sermon about that. Uh, it's well documented, the uh, the moves he's made that are not the norm, shall we say. They're, they're unorthodox moves that Phil Jackson has made. But who is going to get this job if Phil Jackson is removed as the Knicks executive? I got three names for you. All right, and let's talk about this. I got three names. Number one, Isaiah Thomas, you want Isaiah Thomas back as a stopgap? Isaiah can come back, and he's been around the Knicks and was fired and brought back and the the whole thing. NBA royalty, longtime track record with James Dolan and his playing days. But since he retired, he's failed as a businessman in several ventures, failed as a coach in the NBA, and he's done some broadcasting work off and on. But with the New York Knicks, back in 15 years ago almost, he was hired as the president of basketball operations with much fanfare, with much fanfare. And that included the Larry Brown years while he was in charge and Isaiah Thomas making some irrational moves via the trade and all that. Anyway, it did not end well. There were lawsuits involved. He went into college coaching for a while. But he is back under the umbrella of James Dolan. So Isaiah Thomas is plausibly on the payroll. 
Uh, last I checked, he was an executive for the uh, WNBA team in New York. And so he's he's still in the picture involved in that. So Isaiah Thomas is an option. The two other names I've got are out, one's outside the box and will have a very small chance of happening. The other one will be the flavor of the moment. The two other names I've got, I've got Sam Hinkie, trust the process in Philadelphia. He got let go. No one's even talked to Sam Hinkie about a real, a real legitimate return to the NBA. And then the last name, which is going to be the favorite and everyone will go on and on about, is David Griffin. David Griffin was the general manager in Cleveland the last couple of years, and he just got let go. There was a supposedly a butting of the heads, if you believe that kind of thing. But David Griffin removed as the general manager in Cleveland. So if you were involved in this and you were giving your advice. Now, last hour we gave advice to James Dolan. I told him to keep Phil Jackson, but let's assume he didn't listen to me. And now he's decided, okay, uh, well, everyone wants me to get rid of Phil Jackson, so I'll, I'll kowtow to, the, to the, way, the wind blowing this direction, and I'll get rid of this guy. So what are we going to do? And let's say that David Griffin, no relation to Peter Griffin, I don't believe, but David Griffin is the one in charge. Now, is, is that the person you hire? I, I would not hire David Griffin. I know there's a lot of fanfare around this guy, and he'll get endorsements and there'll be tributes from different people around the NBA that are going to glorify his resume. Here's my position on David Griffin. A, he is a product of LeBron James. He, he rode the coattails of King James, and that's great, a great place to be in and all that's wonderful. But for the last couple of years... LeBron James has been the one that's been running the Cleveland Cavaliers. The franchise was an absolute embarrassment when he left. Uh, There was so much despair and distrust of of everyone involved. And David Griffin was part of that. He has been with the Cavaliers. I think he started in 2010, right around the time uh, LeBron said, hasta la vista, I am out of here. I am gonzo. So when Griffin took over, the second part of this, when David Griffin took over, uh, he he took over a team that was obviously needed to change some things around. The Cavaliers that he put together won in the neighborhood between 19 and 33 games. Their, their win total in those years. They had a year with 21 wins, a year with 19, a year with 24 wins. And David Griffin is the general manager that decided that Anthony Bennett should be the number one pick in the NBA draft. And yet, there are, and there's apparently no regrets about that because there's so many people that are propping this guy up. It's annoying. It's, it's, now, David Griffin could turn out to be a fine GM, but you can't hire him based on Cleveland because LeBron James was the one that composed that roster. He was the craftsman that put that together. Now, David Griffin was a contributor, but I'm not going to give him credit for that. I mean, there's so much propaganda going around about this guy's great. They got to hire this David Griffin. Any job that opens up now, whether it's the Knicks job or down the line, there'll be other general manager jobs that open up, and people go nuts on this. They're like, this is an amazing GM. We got to hire this guy. And I'm like, really? How the hell do you know that? How do you know that this guy's an amazing GM? Because when he was the GM in Cleveland, when he was a vice president and then GM, 
when LeBron wasn't there, they didn't win more than 33 games, and he drafted Anthony Bennett with the number one pick. Does that sound like a genius and a franchise savior? Not to me. Maybe to you. Maybe to you it sounds like that, but not to me. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to refute any of that, it would be very difficult to prove me wrong. I give you uh, all of my my evidence. Well, most of my evidence. But if you want, you are welcome to join us. You can be part of the program. We had a kid caller last hour. The pride of British Columbia called up. That was a lot of fun. Uh, but you are welcome to join us. The number is oh, I almost gave it out. I almost gave it out. See, I didn't do it. I stopped right before I was going to give it out. But you know the number. I that, that was almost an overreaction. I was almost going to give it out. I didn't do it. I stopped right there. But that would have been, now I would have had a heart attack. We would have had to dump it. If I had given out the number, we were going to have to dump the number. That would See, have been, Ben, I told you, we no? didn't even need to reverse nah, the nah, curse. Nah, the nah. calls are going to be great this morning. I, I, I did not give out the number. I did not. Yeah. All right. Anyway, all right. So the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You can be part of this. Uh, so you know the number. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That is at Ben Maller, and you can join the festivities. There are some other reports here that we've uh, we've heard of that, that are trying to piggyback on the Woj report that are saying that Phil Jackson is expected to uh, be removed. You're fired. As the Knicks executive. So we will see whether or not that is accurate. But it is expected that the Knicks will announce that they're going one way and Phil Jackson is going the other way. And so I gave you three names, Isaiah Thomas, Sam Hinkie, and David Griffin. You know who I'd like to see James Dolan hired hires the GM? Charles Oakley. How much fun would that be if Charles Oakley became the GM and he can hire John Starks as the assistant GM and Patrick Ewing, who just got the job at Georgetown, could quit that job, and he could be like a, a third man in in the executive wing of the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. We'll just bring them all in. We'll just bring them all in, one after another. We'll line, every old hack Nick. Is Ken the Animal Bannister still around? We could bring him in there. We'll who? throw him out there. Ken the Animal Bannister. Never heard of him. Mark Jackson can be the coach. We'll get him off TV, thank God. Uh, that'll be good. Who else can we prevent? Who's Kenny Skywalker? Skywalker. He's out there somewhere. Can I get a Trent Tucker as my shooting coach? Bring Trent Tucker back. Let's let's reunite the band. Let's bring the band back. Nick Basketball. We suck now, but at least we got players you heard of from the past. How about that? All right. Uh, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox as we uh, are getting bits and pieces here. People trying to piggyback the Woj report that uh, that – Phil Jackson is uh, gone. I, I, Phil's probably not that upset about this. I would keep him, but Phil's like, ah, fine. I'll go. I'll move back to Southern California full time. I'll sit out at the beach. I'll do my meditation. I'll get a yoga mat. I'll sit down on the sand there. I'll be good. There's nothing to worry about. I'm fine. All right. Uh, it's the, the Ben Maller Show. Again, your phone calls. Uh, we are on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And uh, we'll call this one. A social media monster. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping. Post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. 
We'll get to this social media monster. We'll get that coming up in a couple minutes. There's some sound of it right there. But the story, which is continuing to develop here in the overnight hours, multiple reports. This is uh, these these NBA insiders are aroused. They're up all night here, dropping little stories, and uh, everyone's trying to one up each other. But the story is that Phil Jackson. It sounds like he's out. It's not been confirmed by the Knicks, but uh, whoever has been feeding this information to the NBA insider crowd, everyone's reporting the same stuff. Now this could be copycat activity, but they're all indicating that Phil Jackson will be removed and it will not be a firing. It will be uh, Phil Jackson. Uh, they're going to they're gonna position this. It appears that Phil is going to leave and they're going to they're going to go their separate ways, but they're not going to call it a fire. <laughs> it's a bit of semantics here that they're parting ways. They're going their separate ways, but it's not like they're really firing. That's not the case. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that's You're the, fired. He's telling you what the they're, they're trying to position the story. They're trying to own the story here. And uh, well, thankfully, we see through all that. The BS, the the nonsense that's going on here. That'd be it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see what uh, Dolan does. Dolan ought to hire one of his music buddies as the GM of the Knicks. Right? He's into music more than anything. Is he any good at that? No, he's not good at that. He's like. Um, Dolan's like a middle-aged rich guy that just plays in a band because he's a middle-aged rich guy and he gets to play in a band. Is that how that works? 100%. Okay. Right. Think of the traveling Wilburys, but suckier. Who's better, the Dolan band or the, the Kettering Banjo Society? Who do you think is better? Oh, I'm going with Dick and Dayton oh, on that Dick one. Oh, Dick and Dayton all day. Yeah. Oh, Dick and Dayton. There it is. The Kettering Banjo Society, the Ohio State Fair, and all over the greater Dayton, Ohio area for all your dining and dancing pleasure. When I want a little folk music, I always go to Dick and Dayton. Let's say hello to Angry Bill. Now, he's got to apologize because he screwed up. He got it wrong. And if he doesn't apologize, I'm going to hang up on him right away, and he will not be on the air, and we will not allow him on the air anymore. Uh, Angry Bill said that Yasiel Puig would be suspended. He did not end up getting suspended. Angry Bill, go ahead. I would like my apology. I'd like you to kiss the ring. I'm appealing my suspension, Ben. If you remember correctly, I, I need an old, apology. Uh, if I don't get an apology, I'm hanging up on you. I know you. Let's go to Doc, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Doc. Hey, how you doing, Ben? Welcome. Uh, you know, I'm the first time calling. Man, you got to fall asleep listening to the show. And uh, when you whenever you get the bad callers, the way you straighten them out, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I watch sports. I played sports. But the way you uh you brought the uncontested rebounds to uh, Westbrook comparing James Hardy when you do stuff like that makes me you know it, it, it's like I wish I had that knowledge when I talk to some of my friends who all they do is watch Fox Sports and stuff. like Well, that. no, here's what you need to do, Doc. You just steal from me, and you don't have to give me credit. I'm fine with that. You just hey, take do, that hey, stuff. Hey, I do yeah. steal from you. So yeah, yeah, good. I'll be honest. With yeah, you just tell I mean, you, Doc. You tell your guys. You point out. Westbrook led the NBA with eight and a half uncontested rebounds a game. If he doesn't have that, he doesn't win the, the MVP. His whole campaign was based on the triple crown, uh, you know, the the, uh, the 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 triple double thing, and he didn't have that without those uncontested rebounds. I agree. I mean, I, I, you're exactly right, and you know, and uh, you know, I always look for the, always try to play the devil's advocate or something, but I can't play the devil advocate against you because. 
what you're saying is so factual. I just say, I just throw my hands up and say, man, I mean, that, that guy really knows what he's saying. I, w- I wish he could be, you know, you know, at the coffee shop or something talking with my, some I, of my, I, some I of my should, I should. Today, you know, I mean, listen, I know, where, where are you at, Doc? Where are you I, located? I'm in, I'm, I'm in Cambridge, Mass. Uh, I should. Player. Listen, I love Boston. I love Cambridge. I should. Next time I'm in the Boston area. Uh, you we come should... to Harvard. The next time you're in the Boston area, you come to Harvard. I play chess there for I, money. I, I make about make about one hundred fifty dollars a day playing chess. I want you to. I want you to know. Last I was in Boston last year, and I we walked around the Harvard campus. Uh, my wife was with me, and with family was with me. We walked around, and uh, it was wonderful. Now is that right near the uh, the, like the subway station there? They got some yeah, chess. Yeah, time chess, man. Five minutes chess. I probably well, I, I probably football. saw you, Doc. I was probably looking at you play chess out. There. I saw a bunch of guys playing chess out there. Yeah, you got. Yeah. I mean, you got some. You got some grandmaster in the way better than me. I'm, I'm on the bottom of the food chain out there. So but. you're like a you're like a chess hustler. Is that what you are? Though? Well, that's, what the, the, that's what they say. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you're more like more like a chess psychologist. You know yeah. what I mean? No, uh, I understand. Now, how much can you make? Like, because there's a lot of tourists that come through there, and people. You make about 150. You know, I make about 150 dollars a day. I'm a small town. You know what I mean? Oh, that's uh, pretty good. You can make 150 dollars a day. What more do you need than that? If you can do that re- consistently, that's pretty good. Yeah, I yeah. mean, plus they'll, plus they'll give you know they'll buy you food stuff like and, that. And yeah. doc, that's ta- that's tax free money, right? That's cash. That's... Yeah, but that's not. You know, I mean, you're making you're making that cloud <laughs> money out there. You're making cloud. Wow, money. that's uh, when you do a big time radio show. Uh, clearly, yo, yo, I liked hearing Mr. Tibbs out there yesterday. That was kind of funny the way you broke that down. I mean, yo, you, yo, you guys are all like, uh, yeah. you know, you, you're, you're on top of your game, man. Uh, one dude, right. one dude was in uh, breaking Snoop Dogg records. One guy's on the. One guy's singing, one guy's acting. You, you know, yeah. I mean, I, yo, you one day you want to make that clown money, man. I'm uh, well, I you, can't you know. wait. I, uh, I from, you look like a big fat clown. From your words, Doc, uh, to God's ears, we hope that happens. All right, well, thank you, Doc. I'm glad you called the show. And, and if All you're right. up late, if you can't sleep, you call in, Doc. You call us up. No, you let I'm us listen, know. I, I don't know, but I really, I wouldn't even have called in, but. I'm just letting you know I like to hear you straighten out the bad uh, callers. All man. right. I will do that. We have plenty of bad callers to pick from, and I will choose more bad callers for you, Doc. And all I will right. yell at them, and I will scream at them. All right. All right. Uh, all right, Greg. Uh, uh, all right. There you go. The great Doc. It's pretty cool. Man. I, I saw those chess hustlers outside the, uh, the, the, the station there, the, uh, the subway station in Boston, outside the Harvard stop. There's a bunch of guys out there. There's all these little tables. There's like a coffee shop, and there's a bakery right there. And there's mostly college kids, and there's tourists all over the place. And then there's these tables set up. There's like a little newsstand there, and there's a bunch of guys playing chess and checkers and whatnot. They're, they're hustling. That's, I'm honored to know that we got one of those guys listening to the show. It's my kind of guy. All right, uh, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Meanwhile, we got a social media monster. Did you see the video? It was everywhere. James Harrison of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who had a starring role in that wonderful film from Al Jazeera a couple years ago, the Peyton Manning film. Uh, James Harrison had, a, I guess, more of a cameo than a starring role, but he was in there. Uh, James Harrison, who's defying Father Time, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, put it on social media. He was playing volleyball, but why did that make social media? Why does that qualify as monster status on social media? Because number 92 for the Pittsburgh Steelers plays volleyball with a medicine ball. He was playing volleyball. and they, Now, there are different weights to medicine balls, and I don't know how heavy this one was, but if, if you were to attempt to play volleyball, there's, there's going to be other people involved. But that is a 
gladiator type move. That is, hey, I need some applause on Instagram. I need some applause on Twitter. I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post this video. Look how strong I am. Look how much better I am than you. I am going to play volleyball with a medicine ball. What you got to say about that? What you got to say about that? Now, I, if we played volleyball, I could. Pl- I'm stronger than you guys, so I could play uh, with a medicine ball. What would happen if we? If I like volleyed the ball up to Koopa Loop though? And it was a medicine ball. How would that go over, Eddie? It might uh, spike him into the ground. <laughs> yeah, it would not go well, right? Like, Coop would have to run out of the way there. It would not His be glasses a... would go flying off. It'd There's no chance yeah. you'd be able to volley up a medicine I ball. Would, I am, but yes, Coop, I would. Coop can go really high, though. Well, he does that seven days a week. He gets Panama red. Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it <laughs> takes. Absolutely. Whatever it takes. There's also a video, Ben, of James yeah. Harrison doing push-ups, and then he, on the way like, back up, you know how they do the clap push-ups? Yeah, yeah. He claps behind his back. Oh, he's just showing off. Please. He's 39 years old, right, Harrison? Is he yeah, yes, he is. That's correct. Yeah. You think he's cheating? Yes. Yeah, all right. I kind of do, too. Oh, well, I, I believed everything in that documentary. So. The Dark Side. What a great film that was. How did that not win an Academy Award? That was my favorite film. Was that 2015 or 2016? It came out in Christmas. Was it 2015 or 2016? might have been 2015, right? Yeah. You you would know better than us. It's wonderful. I voted for it to win the Wooden Award, but it didn't win, unfortunately. I I wanted to win every award. We'll get to Mallard of the Third Degree. More of your phone calls, the whole thing. We'll do that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. Now back to Ben Maller. Maller to the third degree coming up in a couple minutes. Ernie writes in. He says, Ben, you were fully in your right to hang up on unapologetic angry Bill or whatever his radio name is today. Uh, Keep up the... The good work. But not everyone agrees. Majestic Maniac says, you were a jerk. Give Angry Bill a chance. Listen, I told him three times. I told him before he called. I told him before I took the call. I told him while he was on the phone with me on the air. And Angry Bill went 0 for 3. Three strikes, and you are out. Now, the big story has been the Phil Jackson saga And there are multiple reports we've learned here at Fox Sports Radio that it looks like uh, James Dolan is going to let go of Phil Jackson. They're going to position this as Phil leaving the Knicks, that it's not a firing, that they're going to go their separate ways. They're going to try to soften the blow of Phil leaving. But clearly there's a power play and there's a coup that took place. And whoever it was that was able to get to James Dolan convinced Dolan that you need to give the power to Kristaps Porzingis and, for now, Carmelo Anthony. And Phil Jackson had said three or four times that he wanted to get rid of Carmelo Anthony. He was unable to convince Dolan to buy out Carmelo's contract, which has $54.1 million on it. And so now it looks like Phil is out. We'll know more when the sun comes up. In the East, uh, they will announce that when business, regular business hours take place, the Knicks are expected to announce Phil Jackson is gone. Let's uh, try to sneak in. Can we do this? The MLB pick 'em. Yes. Time shifted. 
For ratings purposes, the MLB Pick'em Daily Fantasy and Koopa Loop get lo- right on that microphone, loud and proud. And I want you to talk professionally and announce to our chess hustler and Cambridge Mass doc who the winner was. Ben, you have the first pick. Let's go. Who was the winner, Koopa Loop? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Who's the smartest person in the room? Go ahead. Uh, that would be me. Well, who won the game? You did. I'm the smartest person. All right. Just With the up. first pick on the MLB Pick'em, he's due for a home run. It's been too long. Cody Bellinger. What a homer pick. A great pick. Ball be flying in Anaheim on Wednesday night. Eddie. Give me former Dodger Adrian Beltre. Oh, let's please. He's on fire He's old, right now. Old man, his battle slow down. Koopa Loop. <laughs> Three straight games of homers. He's not going to hit four straight. Aaron Judge. Oh, Angel fans for Yankees. All right, Danny G, the back-to-back. All right, the only Rocky doing anything right now, Mark Reynolds. And then for your boy in Boston who just called up, Xander Bogarts. Bogarts is in the bag. Koopa Loop, who you got? J.D. Martinez. Okay, Eddie. Jed Jerko. What a Jerko pick that is. I will go with Manny Machato of the Orioles and give me a Tampa Bay Ray. Hey, 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 Corey Dickerson of the Rays. Eddie. Goldie. Paul Goldschmidt. He's off the board. Koopa Loop. Coming off the DL today, Zach Cozart. Uh, never pick guys off the DL. And Danny G. Anybody pick Mike? Well, we know him as Mike. Giancarlo Stanton. Nah, he's yours. You got him. All right, Giancarlo Stanton. There it is. The MLB Pick'em standings are updated on our Facebook page. You should have liked this already on Facebook. Bad job by you if you have not. And it's Ben Maller's show on Facebook. It's Ben Maller's show on Facebook. And right about now, we go from one iconic part of the show to another. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Here we go. Third degree time and the coop the loop Ben, reports say that the Timberwolves are still looking to trade Ricky Rubio for a score. Now, with a core three now of Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, and Jimmy Butler, theoretically scoring shouldn't be an issue, and a point guard with Rubio's ability to distribute the ball should just make it easier. So if these reports are to be believed, are the T-Wolves trying to ruin a good thing? No, not at all. They're trying to make it an even better thing, right? This is an effort to keep up with the Joneses, or in this case, the Warriors and the Cavaliers and the other elite teams in the NBA. Minnesota now thinks they are an elite team. Whether that's true or not, I believe they are much better and should be a top-four team in the West. Uh, They have to prove it on the court. But the the thinking here as to why to get rid of Ricky Rubio, number one, what is the Achilles heel of this guy? He can't shoot. What is the skill you have to have to become an elite team? You have to have everyone on the court that has the ability to shoot. Certainly a guard has to have the ability to shoot. It is a component of the modern game that is not just a demand. It is a requirement. And Rubio is a career 37% shooter. That sucks. If Minnesota has any hope of legitimately contending with the upper echelon teams in the West, they have to get a player at that position that can hit the outside shot. That is more valuable now than passing the basketball. Rubio had a career year last year, and he played very well in the second half for the Wolves, but he shot 40% overall. That is not going to get it done. You need to have someone that shoots a higher percentage. And number two, Tom Thibodeau 
has the core elements with that three-headed monster, as you mentioned, you referenced that. The goal now is to make minor adjustments and what some would see as just meaningless, but they're not insignificant changes around Butler, Towns, and Wiggins. If you get those shooters around those three, because Butler's a guy that will go to the basket a lot. He can shoot a little bit, but he's more of a go-to-the-basket guy. You go out and get another shooter or two, you then have a legit shot of causing heartburn and anxiety to the other teams at the top in the West. Next! And the Rams announced that they are going to cap the number of tickets they sell next season at around 70,000. Obviously, they're, uh, they've been playing in the Coliseum, which holds over 90,000. The reason that they are giving is that they want to fix overcrowding in the parking lot and concessions. Now, Ben, you went to a lot of Rams games. Do you think that this is a legit reason, or are they already preparing for waned interest due to the team sucking? No, no, this is an authentic situation. Okay, uh, A, the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum is a dinosaur that, you compare this to modern stadiums, it's a joke. USC has spent a lot of time, University of Southern California has spent a lot of time and money to fix this place up. The problem is the infrastructure, the tunnels, the concourses, there are no concourses, there's one concourse, they're way too small, and it, it feels like a fire hazard when you're there. It's like there's too many people in a compact area. It's a Herculean task to make your way around the stadium when there's a huge crowd there. So I don't think this is an issue of the lack of interest. This is just trying to make it a more enjoyable experience for those that go out to Rams games. And, B, the Rams, they're in this weird holding pattern right now. They, they are stuck in this spot where they're gambling on a no-name coach, boy wonder, Todd – McVeigh is his name. They're, they're, they're gambling uh, that this guy's going to be able to get it done, uh, that they will be able to find a quarterback. They drafted this guy, number one, Jared Goff, who stinks and was terrible last year. And it's the job of this new coach who they got from the Redskins, Sean McVeigh's his name, to, uh, to actually try to figure out how, if he can play or not as the quarterback whisperer. But as far as the, the interest, no, I've not sensed that there's a lack of interest. After one year, after 20-plus years of no football, next. Lakers center Ivica Zubats says that Zubats! He, yes. Zub, Zublatza. Zublatza? <laughs> uh, Kareem, Ab- Kareem Abdul Zubar. Zubar. There you go. He says that he wants to work with Kareem in order to improve his hook shot. Now, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that would argue that Kareem's skyhook was almost impossible to defend against. Now, it most certainly was a huge factor in making Kareem the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. All that being said, why don't we see the shot used more often in today's NBA? Well, this is something I've bitched about. I got into a fight with a hack producer that used to work here. They got fired, thank God. One of the best moves this company's ever made. This guy was a hack, and he fought me over the skyhook, this loser. Now he's unemployed, thank God. Uh, but I won. Uh, the, this guy thought the skyhook was regularly used in the NBA. It has not. The skyhook has gone extinct. It is out of here. There are two reasons. First of all, it ain't cool. The skyhook is a relic of basketball's past. It was at its heyday in the 1950s. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I read a, a book uh, that referenced Kareem learning the skyhook and all that. He first used the shot, but he wasn't the first one to do it. He, he learned the shot in fifth grade. But players that were stars before Kareem, George Mikan and other centers of the, like the 1950s in that era, 
They were the ones that used the sky hook. That now Kareem perfected it. He learned it when he was in fifth grade, and he practiced it every single day. And by the time he was a senior in high school, that he he had an advanced degree in the sky hook. Secondly, the problem with the sky hook is it's not sexy. You know what's sexy? A hammer dunk. You know, posterizing or fatheading somebody. That's that's an attractive play. A three point shot, nothing but net. That's an attractive play. The sky hook, it's more like a ballerina. You got to have good footwork. Your body movement has to be right. All of that's required to get it right. And there's not a big market for male ballerinas. It's not something that people go out of their way to watch. They don't bring much to the table. If the NBA banned dunking, then the sky hook would become a thing again. Now, I, I have maintained, you've heard me say this before, Coop, it is the most unstoppable shot. And if if I had a kid that was as showing signs of being good at basketball, I'd go all LeVar Ball, and when he was in fifth grade, I'd teach this kid the sky hook, and I'd force him to do it for three or four hours a day. Okay, And then by the time he ended up a senior in high school, this kid would have a scholarship offer to any school in the country. No one can stop it if you can – can mimic what Kareem did, but that's that's why it's not around uh, anymore. All right, uh, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you pass this edition. That's a winner! <laughs> All right, well, Major League Baseball is trying to get into the stat game, and they're trying to create new stats that have not been yet available. And the latest one is the speed game. They announced that Billy Hamilton is the fastest player in baseball, according to StatCast. But I don't care about the fastest. I'll never be the fastest. I have a chance to be the slowest, though. So according to StatCast, among those players ranked, who is the slowest active player in Major League Baseball this season? Running the bases. That's the Insta Trivia. The answer next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our executive producer. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. (laughs) And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Somewhere, Carmelo Anthony is doing a victory dance. He has won the battle, and Kristaps Porzingis has stopped for a moment trying to hit on Instagram booty models because Phil Jackson, it is. it was uh, apparent here that he's gone, that Phil's going to be removed officially as the big cheese in Knicks basketball land later this morning. Time now for the Insta Trivia. Here it is. I am the slowest active player in baseball, according to StatCast, this information just came out. Billy Hamilton of the Reds is the fastest, but who am I running the bases? Uh, James is going with Bartolo Colon. Got to be the slowest. The Rooster says Ricky Nolasco is the answer. A lot of Bartolo Colon guesses. Fat Adams guessed by Jaime. Uh, Robbie, the Mariner fan, got this right. Bad job by you. Franklin the Turtle guessed by Ivinson. Matt's going old school Red Sox with Mo Vaughn. Madison Bumgarner from Tequila Man. Eddie, what say you? Uh, I'm going to go with Tom Pagnozzi. Oh, the former Cardinal. 
It's a good name. Uh, no, it's and, – and, Justin, it's not Stephen Hawking. I'm sorry. It's not him. All right, the correct answer from Koopa Loops Angels, Albert Pujols. Slowest – next slowest is Brian McCann of the Astros. All in quick. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do it. And he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. All right. go all in. We got to fly, Coop. How do we do? I won. All right. Win again. Give me Arizona. Wainwright sucks on the road. Eddie. Hanshin Tigers against the Chinichi Dragons. I'm all in on the Dragons. Danny. Big Ben Cubs at the Nats over unders eight and a half. Strasburg on the hill. All in on the under. All right, Coop. Who you got? Got the Angels. Why? That's it? Just because. You got to give me more. Alex Meyer. You don't even know who that is. Shake up in the Big Apple. The New York Knickerbockers who have been a hot mess. My entire life. They're doing it again. It was garbage. Here that, yeah, they, well, garbage in, garbage out. Phil Jackson is going to exit stage right. We are going to know for sure if this is all accurate in just a few hours. A story breaking in the overnight. A, a rare gift to the Ben Maller Show. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It is, as mentioned, the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air Everywhere, the vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. It worked. The coup, the overtaking of the Knicks franchise, it happened. All this mudslinging and character assassination of Phil Jackson a smear campaign to counter his arguments against Kristaps Porzingis and uh, personal attack after personal attack discrediting a man that is the greatest winner in NBA history when you look at all the championships with Chicago and the Lakers and even one. He's, he's so old, he won with the Knicks. But story after story, all the mouthpieces repeating this, he got into the echo chamber that Phil Jackson was the devil, and he didn't know what he was doing, and he was falling asleep, and all of this hate speech, and it ended up with James Dolan, apparently, uh, by all reports here, deciding, you are gone. Uh, Fox Sports Radio learning in the overnight hours that Phil Jackson is expected to be removed, and uh, he is going to be out as the executive of the Knicks. Now, we're trying to figure out why, why now the start of free agency and some of the early speculation, people spitballing, and it seems to make sense if you're going to spitball that this is all over Carmelo Anthony. And uh, Phil Jackson, we are hearing, went to James Dolan and tried to convince James Dolan to pay out some $50 million to get rid of Carmelo Anthony And the Knicks decided, screw you. We're not going to do that. And so James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks, who usually makes the wrong decision, has decided that Carmelo Anthony, I'm going to side with him rather than Phil Jackson. Now, you can debate whether or not Phil Jackson is is in over his head as a GM. I, I like Phil. I believe he will figure it out but he's not going to be given the opportunity to figure it out. But do you really want to partner up with a 33-year-old malcontent Carmelo Anthony? 
Are you gonna you're gonna go to battle with Carmelo Anthony, one of the most lethargic and spiritless players in the NBA of this generation? That's what James Dolan is gonna do. You're better off with that. Now I understand from a marketing standpoint, people go out and want to watch Melo play. There's a lot of low information fans that like that. They like what he stands for. And they put up with the uninspired play that Mello usually brings to the table about midseason or so. He shifts it down a couple of gears, and those bad habits have rubbed off a little bit on Kristaps Porzingis, but that would appear to be the case. Now, a couple of thoughts. Number one, I, I, I've been very open about this. If I was running the Knicks, I would not have gotten rid of Phil Jackson. I would have kept him around. Uh, and now the second part of this is what do you do now? What's going to happen? Well, we hear that Steve Mills, who apparently he's the the one underneath Phil Jackson, he will be the one that is in charge on an interim basis. Never heard of him. Uh, who the hell knows? He's a nondescript, uh, generic NBA executive. There's a million guys like that that work in pro basketball. And so what happens next? Who's going to get the gig? That's the next hurdle the Knicks have to get over. And some of the, the early names, Isaiah Thomas, I'm not kidding. Isaiah Thomas's name has popped up in this. The usual suspects, Sam Henke. Uh, who, boy, that would be great. You imagine the New York Knicks who are just going to openly tank for like the next decade, the New York Knickerbockers, because that's the Philadelphia strategy when they had Sam Henke. Just lose and lose and lose and lose and lose. Now, the Knicks lose anyway, but would New York put up with that kind of incompetence? And malpractice of basketball, I would put him very low on the list of candidates. And you've got David Griffin, when he was the vice president of basketball operations for the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, they were horrific. They were terrible. Uh, Griffin took over in 2010 as the VP of basketball operations. And he eventually became the GM. But as the VP of basketball operations, you have a say in player movement. And the team was brutal. Now, that was after LeBron left. But the roster sucked that entire time, that entire stretch. Unless you'd enjoy, if you're a Cavalier fan, you, you reminisce about the Alonzo Gee and the Wayne Ellington years. The Who else was on there? You had guys like C.J. Miles was passing through there and a bunch of random nobodies uh, that played on that, those Cavalier teams in those days. And, and, and also as the, the VP of basketball operations, uh, David Griffin, who is out of work now in Cleveland, was also overseeing things when the Cavaliers drafted Anthony Bennett, who is now out of organized basketball. I believe he's trying to hook on overseas. That's one of the other candidates. Uh, we'll see how this uh, shakes down. And, I'm going to guess that Phil Jackson is not there. You think Phil shows up to this thing? Is Phil going to show up? Are they going to force Phil to show up and claim that it's his decision and he's going to be the one that says, oh, no, it was my idea. I decided uh, I'm not going to be here past two years. Phil doesn't seem like the kind of guy that wants to do that, that he's not just going to be a lemming and follow along. But if he wants to get the money, if Dolan says, I'm not going to pay you the money unless you go to the news conference, then I'm, I'm guessing that Phil will indulge. I think that's fair to say, that he will swallow his pride and he'll be like, all right, I got two years left on my contract and all I got to do is show up for like a 30-minute news conference. 
and take a boatload of stupid questions, I'm good. I'll do that. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, meanwhile, there is other stuff going on outside of the Phil Jackson saga, and some of it involves LeBron James. Have you heard the narrative going around about good old LeBron? Not a free agent. Not a free agent, but he continues to be getting a lot of attention. Now, this story was presented to me by several members of the Maller Militia. Some of my email guys. Uh, one of them's a podcast listener. I think his name is Jim. I believe that's his name. Anyway, uh, these guys uh, reached out. They were very excited because they saw a headline on the Internet and they wanted to bust my chops because of the story that was going around the last 24 hours about LeBron James. Now, if you did not hear this, maybe you missed it. You were doing something else. There were big headlines on the websites and social media that LeBron James will never be a Clipper. (laughs) Big headline there. So this is what I want to talk to you about. Now, someone named Mike Wise uh, is spreading this narrative. So the, the question is this. How much value should you put in a speculative report about LeBron James and the Clippers? Uh, Now, a couple of things. This is both subjective and uninspiring, all right? Uninspiring and unsurprising as well. So so I guess that's three things. Uh, And let's break this down. Now, number one, this is an opinion of some writer who I've barely heard of. We're not talking about a Woj bomb. When a Woj bomb goes off, it's a neutron bomb. If Woj says this, then I'd be worried. But I'm not going to even be worried, and I'll explain why in a minute, but I don't even really know much about this guy, Mike Wise, other than the fact that he's been around for a while and there's nothing he's done that's all that interesting. He did apparently report uh, that the weed thing, that he was in the Cavs locker room and he smelled weed in the Cavs locker room during the NBA Finals. We talked about that. So, as far as I know, Mike Wise is not part of LeBron James' inner circle. And so, it's unlikely that this is really insider information. It's just an educated guess as to what's going on. I might be wrong. Maybe he goes out and smokes weed with King James and they have a great time together. I don't know. But it's more probable than not that this is just a spitball situation. And he thinks this is going to happen, and so he's putting his name on it. He said this during a radio interview. It's hard to believe that LeBron James has already made any decisions and closed any doors, considering that we're still a year away from uh, this story advancing to that point. Now, the second thing here, it's unsurprising, and and that's what I didn't get, and I, I enjoy the fact that you guys are trying to bust my balls here and you're sending me these emails and messages on social media during the day. I'm honored that you that I'm in your mind like that. But if you've paid any attention, uh, on several occasions here, we've talked about LeBron James, and I have taken the position for several months now that LeBron James is not going to play in Los Angeles. And we can break this down and analyze it and chop several teams off the list if we want. Like, he's not going to the Knicks. Uh, they're, they're a chaos situation, even with Phil Jackson out. Certainly if Phil was there, there'd be no chance. But now with Phil gone, 
we assume that's like a 3% chance. The Celtics aren't going to happen, whether it's because you don't want to live in Boston or it's just not a good fit. You can also eliminate the Clippers and the Lakers. He's not going to the Lakers either. And the reason he's not going to play in L.A. LeBron James is because why? He'd be in the same division as the superpower of basketball, the Golden State Warriors. It would be unimaginable that LeBron James would walk into the Lions' den and say, okay, I can't beat him in the East right now, so I'm going to go to the same division. That makes no sense. It's illogical. It's stupid. Now, nevertheless, if you want to advance the narrative, he's got a house in L.A., in Brentwood, LeBron, so why not? If it's between the Clippers and Lakers, then I will counter back and say that you pick the Clippers. they got the better owner. They've got Jerry West. You, you're in complete control. The Lakers are a uh, the, essentially the Knicks of the West, right? <laughs> They're dysfunctional. They have a weak roster. They have shaky ownership that doesn't have the kind of muscle that Steve Ballmer and the Clippers owner has. They just don't have the finances. And they have someone I've never heard of named Rob Palinka as the GM. What is still wrong with the Clippers? We know LeBron is the real uh, GM. So where is he going to go? Now We have done an exhaustive year-long uh, uh, amount of research here on the Ben Maller Show. We determined that LeBron will either stay in Cleveland or go to Miami again. That's that's where we're going, and uh, I'm going to go double down on that. The bottom line, much like all of this, it is a still-developing situation. It's a fluid situation with LeBron. He's heading towards a transition period in his basketball career. Next season, he's going to turn 33 years old, which means you are past your prime. In December is his birthday, so when the playoffs come around next year, LeBron will be past his expiration date as an elite superstar player. Uh, Now, it certainly seems right now LeBron is immortal and he's unrivaled and all that, but nobody can outlast the science, the genetics. You might be able to push back a little bit, but King James is going to become eventually in the next couple of years a, a peasant compared to what he had been. You know it and I know it. And so if you're going to put all of your chips in the LeBron bag, you got to factor that in. And remember the old saying, uh, every coach in sports, this is a, a, a saying they all have. You do not let a falling star fall on you. You do not do it. And that is a, a situation where you bring in a player like LeBron, who might be okay at age 33, but is he going to be okay at age 34 and age 35? And, and and further on down the line, are you going to be paying LeBron top dollar, expecting to get the LeBron of three years ago or even this year, and you're going to get the LeBron on the slope going the wrong direction? That's what you got to factor in. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie. This is a great night, Eddie. We got fresh stuff. I had all these other things I was going to talk about, and we were given the gift of a Woj bomb. A Woj bomb went kaboom right before we I, got I, on the I air. I wish I had a uh, a bomb sound effect to play for you right now. Maybe Danny We don't G have a bomb. Uh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. The bomb went off. It went kaboom. And it was a wonderful thing, Eddie. It was a glorious thing. And it kept me from talking about all the other things I had on my agenda. And it's refreshing that no one died, uh, no yeah. one was arrested. That's true. That's uh, usually what we get uh, in these hours. No uh, 
walk of shame outside a police station? None of that, right? No, no, apparently not. All right, well, we'll take your phone calls. You know the number. You can be part of this. If you want to give us a buzz here, a lot of changing developments here in the overnight as we've gone on. It started out a speculative report that Phil Jackson could be out, that James Dolan was trying to decide what was going on. And in the hours we've been on the air, the story has changed, and now it's he's gone, that Jackson's out, and this is just another another mark against the Knicks, the overflow toilet that is Madison Square Garden continuing to back up feces. Well, very descriptively put. Thank you. Yeah. You don't get that during the day, Eddie. No, no, not at all. No. Now, so if this is a mutual parting of the ways, as they are uh, reportedly well, that's what they, they're trying to calling position. it, yes, yes, then Phil will be there because it's everyone's happy, everyone's shaking hands. Hey, we're just making a change. Is Phil going to smile and, and tell jokes? Is he going to have jokes? You think he'll be joking around here? Uh, probably not. Probably not. No. Okay. All right. I, I'm going to say, see, he doesn't want to be there, though. Like, if, well, if Of course he, he doesn't want to be there. Well, he but if you want to sell this, you want to sell this bunch of garbage that they're going to sell everybody, uh, he's got to be there. All right. Uh, I say he's not there. You say he's there. You say he's going to be there. Uh, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Not fit for broadcast. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites in the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name well, that's a mystery to most, but you can follow him at Danny G Radio. And at the top of your lungs, scream, Where are the white women at? And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Programming note, later this hour, we're going to have too much or not enough. You want to start calling for that, you can do that right now. We'll have too much or not enough coming up in a couple minutes. And also, Tinderoni Tips with Danny G Radio That'll be live on Periscope. We have new studios here at Fox Sports Radio. They have renovated the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. They are much brighter. And if you like blue, if you like blue, this is the studio for you. It is the home of the Smurfs, the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. So you can check us out if you've not seen the new studio. It's uh, it's very exciting. Let's go to Clifford, the big red dog. That's on Periscope. Get that Periscope app, and it's Eddie on FSR. Eddie on FSR if you want to check that out. Hello, Clifford. Good morning, Ben and everybody. Good good uh, talking to you guys again. Uh, ben, uh, it's nice to know you, you passed the last couple of nights on your third degrees because I was getting a little worried that Coop was – Treating you a little harsh there. He was setting the bar high. Yeah. Well, Coop's, I, Coop, I, I, usually is pretty good. He has an agenda though. Some nights he's a, he's an unfair judge from time to time. It happens. Uh, but yeah. I, I learned from President Trump, you can't. You know, judges are some are good, some are bad, and occasionally Coop's like the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. You just have to overlook that and go to a higher court. This was locker room talk. I'm not. Uh, I don't want to give you a pedicure here, Ben, but I I feel you've won like about the last seven. So well, I'm, well, thank you, and that's very fair of you, Clifford, uh, and accurate, Mike. No, no, don't wrong. play that. Don't play that. This guy's right. See what happens, Clifford. You you say something nice about me, and these guys have become disturbed immediately. Okay. 
Exactly. So that's why we'll move on to this. I don't know why more baseball GMs don't draft the the speedsters like the and it kind of you you were on the wavelength with the slowest guy in the major leagues. But if you flip that and let's say your third baseman and your first baseman and your pitchers might be bigger and a little bit slower than average, but and a catcher maybe, but your shortstop, second baseman, and outfielders are above average speed, can steal bases, they can hit, you know, like the Ozzy Smiths and the and the Ichiro Suzuki's, the Hamiltons, that you would be unbeatable. Yeah, but the problem is though, you have to you have to balance. You got to have some guys that can run, but you also have the guys that can hit home runs. And usually, they're not the same guy. If they're the same guy, they make three hundred million dollars on their contracts. No, those are the first baseman, third baseman, and catchers. Yes, that, that's what they generally try to do when they build teams. But if you get to the minor leagues, I don't care how fast you are and what kind of speed demon you happen to be, if you can't hit. You're not going to make the uh, the major leagues. I don't care how fast you can scamper around the bases. Well, that's what I mean. You have to have a guy that can draft. Right, so we're saying this. They, they draft. You don't understand. When they draft, there's like 8 million players drafted. The draft yep. goes for 8,000 rounds. It never ends the major league baseball draft. And they draft plenty of people that are able to make a, a mad dash around the bases and are, yeah. you know, are very fast in high school or college, wherever they come from. But it doesn't matter. You draft those guys, they still got to develop their skills in the minor leagues to get to the major leagues. And once they do that, it's unstoppable. Yeah, but most of them don't make it. Like Billy Hamilton made it. I give him credit. Billy Hamilton's made it with the Reds. The Reds stink. But Billy Hamilton, when he gets a hit, it's exciting because he can run all over the place. He's like the Flash running around the base. Uh, Ricky Henderson. I mean, these guys get in the psyches of pitchers when they're on the bases. I mean, yeah. all, right. Take- all, right. all right. What do you want me to say here? Well, you feel like we're we're going in circles. We're doing a dance. Sorry, Sorry but I'll let you move on. But I love yeah. you guys. All Keep right. Thank you. There he goes. Uh, Clifford, the big red dog. Arf, 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 arf. And he loves when players are just galloping around the bases. It's just amazing. Clifford's showing his age, though, because baseball hasn't been about the speed and those that are able to uh, run around as fast as anyone. That hasn't been that way in at least 25 years, right? At least 25 years. Probably longer than that. The speed game in baseball. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox, where there was a unfit-for-broadcast situation and uh, this is a, a wonderful tale. We'll get to this. this we've not uh, got, dove into this. We'll get to that. And also, too much or not enough. We'll get to all that in 60 seconds, I promise. No long commercial break on this, the day that it appears Phil Jackson is out as the czar of basketball for the Knickerbockers. We'll get to too much or not enough and more. We'll do it all in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now, back to Ben Maller. We'll have too much or not enough coming up in a moment. But, but first, a television show so outlandish that it has been banned from broadcast 
a Boston cable TV channel. They, they had a charity roast, a roast of David Ortiz that took place last week. They filmed this, uh, the roast of David Ortiz, and there were a bunch of Boston dignitaries and celebrities that took part in this thing to raise money for charity. And it was going to be broadcast on the Red Sox run channel, the the Nesson channel in Boston, the New England Sports Network, was going to broadcast this. They turned It turned out that they decided not to broadcast it. It was so outrageous, so over the top, uh, including Rob Gronkowski, Dustin Pedroia, and a bunch of local comedians in Boston, some national comedians all got together, and they told a bunch of racist and anti-Semitic jokes. And Nesson was so uncomfortable that they decided we are not going to air this. It was going to air on the New England Sports Network. It was also apparently going to air some other places as well, but they pulled it. And I don't agree with this. It's a roast. That's why we watch. I love the comedy roasts on Comedy Central. I, I don't. If you're going to put a roast on. And you're going to have people uh, attack each other. And David Ortiz was part of this as well. He was laughing. He was having a good time with everything. This is our city. Yeah, and, and Pedroia got up there. And I guess Gronkowski, people were upset with what Gronkowski said. That Gronkowski ruined the roast of David Ortiz because he made some racist jokes. Really? Every, time, every one of these comedy roasts I've watched on Com- Comedy Central, that's why you tune in. It's a roast. All right, we're so we're so sensitive. You can't even have fun at a comedy roast. Racist. A lighthearted event for charity, and you can't you can't handle. What kind of roast is there without racist and sexist uh, sexist comments? That's what all this is at comedy uh, comedy roast. Sexist. You imagine, are we going to get to that point now? Well, no, no, I I can't watch that comedian. He says things that are controversial. What the hell's wrong with you? What a bunch of wusses canceling a comedy roast because people used a material, which is what you're supposed to do in a comedy roast. Now, I saw there's a clip on the uh, on the web or social media of Gronkowski's jokes. They were terrible, but you should play the roast to goof on Gronkowski. He told like 10-year-old, when you're 10 years old, you tell these jokes at the playground. Anyway, all right, let's get to this. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Why not? It's another Ben Maller game. We've endured too many of these. Is it too much or not enough? Enough already. All right, let's do it. It is time now for too much or not enough. And we'll have a plausibly a good time with Trucker Joe somewhere in the uh, the streets of, of Nashville. Are you in Nashville, Joe? Are you out in the boondocks? Uh, I'm not in the boondocks today. I'm actually in uh, heading in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, beautiful Chattanooga, Tennessee. All right, beautiful. All right, well, yeah. uh, Joe, Trucker Joe, good to have you with us here. I want you to win a golden ticket. I'm going to ask you a series of questions on too much or not enough, and every answer is either too much or not enough. Very simple. And if you go five for five, you'll become a legend, and we'll name the game after you for a week. And But all you have to do is get yeah. three out of five right, and you win the game. Okay? Yeah. All right. Here we go, Joe. Good luck. And you can play as well. You listening as you drive around or you listen while you're at work. Whatever brings you to the radio. Here we go. With a home run on Tuesday, Adrian Beltre 
is now the sixth active player with 450 home runs. Is that too much or not enough? That's too much. I think it's three. He's going to go with too much. Is he right? That is right. Good job by you. Adrian Beltre is the third active player with that amount of home runs, 450 or more. Albert Pujols, the slowest man in baseball from Anaheim, and Miggy Cabrera of the Tigers is also on that list. All right, you're on your way. You got that one right. Good job by you, Joe. Question two. The Florida Gators became just the second school with a national championship in baseball, men's basketball, and football as they win the College World Series in Omaha on Tuesday night. Is that too much or not enough? That's got to be not enough. He's going to go not enough. Is he two for two? That's right. Good job by you, Trucker Joe. Not enough. Uh, the Florida is the fourth school to complete the trifecta, Ohio State, UCLA, and Michigan. I'm hearing a lot of ambient noise, Trucker Joe. What's in the background there? What do you have on? Uh... I got you. I can turn it down, though. I got you. Hold on. Oh, no. Turn it up. I- I'd like to hear how we sound. <laughs> you should turn it up? Yeah, turn it up. I'm curious what I sound like. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a delay. Why would there be a delay? I don't understand why there's a delay. I... You hear it? Oh, I sound pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, turn it turn it all the way down if you can. That would be... Yeah, just did. Yeah, okay. All right, listen, you're, you're doing very very well here, Trucker Joe, and you're on the radio right now as well. You're on a delay. So the cool thing is when we get done, you'll hear yourself on the radio. It's pretty cool how that works. You just as, right. soon, as soon as we get done, just turn the radio all the way back up, and then you'll hear yourself. It's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so you got, you got to get one more right. You win the game, and let's get to that question number three for Trucker Joe. Mike D'Antoni became the fifth coach to win – Coach of the year multiple times. Is that too much or not enough? Mm. This is for the sweep. Let's go with, uh, oh, man, let's go with too much. He's going to go with too much. Is he perfect still? Is he right? No, ah. the streak ends. The streak ends. He's still doing pretty good. Not enough. Uh, Dan Tony, the Rockets coach, the eighth. Multiple-time winner of Coach of the Year in the National Basketball Association. Let's move on to question four. This could be it. This could wrap it up right here. You get the golden ticket, Joe. You continue on through Chattanooga. You're good to go. Here we go. Question four. Last season, the Raiders had 94 accepted offensive penalties against them. Is that too much or not enough for the silver and black? I don't know. That sounds about right. Let's go with uh, not enough. Not enough. All right. Is he right? Is it not? No, it's no. Oh, no. We got a no, slump. No. We got a surprising slump. Uh, too much is the answer. The Raiders had 73 ex- accepted offensive penalties, the most by any team since 07. That was uh, another carnation of the Raiders. And it comes down right, to this. Right. Joe? I'm going to do better. Can you turn the radio all the way back up? Maybe that's the problem. Maybe the radio. No, right. no, no. Don't, 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 Danny G's yelling at me. Don't do that. Okay, here it comes down to this. The final question on the Ben Maller right. show. Too much or not enough. This is going to define your day, Joe. 
This is, is game seven of the Stanley Cup. This is game seven of the NBA Finals, the World Series. This is your defining moment for today. Here we go. All right. Blake Griffin has played 70 or more games five times in his career, the free agent of the Clippers. Is that too much or not enough? Well, I think that's too much. Didn't he only play like two full seasons or something like that? You want to go with too much? You got to remember yeah. you, you got to remember who writes these questions. Are you going to go with too much? Is he right? That's a winner! Blake Griffin has played 70 or more games only three times in his career, and that means, Trucker Joe, you get this. I got a golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. Congratulations. Absolutely. You are the winner. You are the winner, and uh, we will uh, give you that golden ticket. Good job by you, Trucker Joe. Be safe out there driving around. Turn the radio up, Joe. You're going to hear yourself on the radio. Turn it all the way up right now. Got to do it. It's one of the the perks of calling the show, because Janet Jackson showed us her boobies uh, 15 years ago. We put this 12 minute delay in, and so you get on the radio, and then 12 minutes later you hear yourself back. It's amazing, and there's so much backlash because of her boobies. There was more backlash over that than there was over the comedy roast, which the weenies in Boston pulled off television. God forbid, off color jokes at a at a roast. What is the world coming to? What is the world coming to? All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. You know what the world's coming to? Tinderoni Tips with Danny G Radio. Get that Periscope app ready. We'll go live on there. It's Eddie on FSR. We'll go live on Periscope. You can check out our new studio, our new studio. We'll get to all that, and we'll do it next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page on our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. It is a staple of the Ben Maller Show, and rather than filibuster about something else, I'm I'm worn out. I've uh, Phil Jackson overload at this point. So please save me. I need some help. Save Tinderoni tips. In a bit of a dry spell, Tinder guru Danny G is here to help. If you have a romantic query and you are under the age of fifty and you're not freaky or disgusting, please give us a call. All right, let's do it. Here we go. It is time now for Tinderoni Tips. Danny G making his way into the studio. We're live on the Periscope app. We've got these new showcase studios, which is just the old studios, but they look a hell of a lot better because the walls are shinier and they've got the Fox logo everywhere and iHeart Media logo. It's just fascinating what they've done in here. Danny G making his way in. We're live on Periscope. That's Eddie on FSR on the Periscope app. Happy hump day. Hello to you, Danny. Uh, yeah. I saw there's a couple of studies. Before uh, did, we you get see, to the, did you see the one on Maxim? Which one was that one? Supposedly, the more sex you have, the smarter you are. The reason I'm so smart? <laughs> Clearly. Uh, I was going to uh, say the opposite. Uh, I got two studies for you. I'm going to bounce these off you. These are going right. to see what you can do. And unlike Ralph, you'll be able to ad-lib, right? You'll be able to ad-lib unlike <laughs> yeah, our friend Ralph. All right. Uh, it says, according to a new study... 
Uh, if you have a beard, you'll get more dates. You buying that? Oh, that bearded in, men get yes. more dates? In tw- I don't know how much longer it's going to last, but in 2017, the but it's got to be a shaved down beard. Like, like a, a, a manicured. Kind a man, of. Man, like man, in between yeah. a beard and the shadow look. You can't. You, go, you can't go Charlie Blackman? Nah, you can't go. <laughs> some, but some women do like that Blackman yeah. look, but that's an acquired taste. Most women, though, they'll, they'll dig that shadow. All right, and the other study. All right, the other study I have for you. Uh, study says for women who are having trouble dating, if the key to success here to make the first move on like dating sites. You buying that? Yeah. The, eh, the, que- eh. the question about that though is how do the how does the woman filter through the hundreds and hundreds of messages that she likely has? Yeah. You know what I mean? So you you're gonna really have to stand out to get her to make the first move. All right, let's get to the questions. A Raider, Tom, a Raider Ron, Raider Ron on Twitter says, "What's I have, up, Ron? Hi, Ron. I have been separated from my wife for two months. At what point would you throw in the towel? Uh, Still early, two so months. Yeah, it's, sixty uh, days without the wife. Yeah, you, you know, we've heard stories, and and I had a friend back in the day where he was separated from his wife for a year, and they both dated other people, Woo. and they wound up getting back together and didn't even care." about, you know, the side pieces and all that had happened. So that old saying, you know, if it's meant to be, it really is going to be. Even the VDs get put to the side with some penicillin and <laughs> you can maybe come back together. I mean, it just depends what his bond was with her. If they're having problems, are they, you know, can you mend those problems? So we don't know enough to answer that question yeah. really. But, yeah, you're going to have to wait for more than two months, yeah, right? Yeah, two months is too quick. But if you're you're sitting here three years from now, you're like, oh, she's gonna come back to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, dope. Uh, Kenneth on Twitter says, if my girlfriend lives with a guy roommate, should I be worried? Yes, <laughs> unless he's gay, and even then, I'd be worried. How about that? Yeah, because they could have red wine night. <laughs> she could turn them straight. Uh, yeah, you, you. Okay, look, you're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to pull a, a female move on this one and go mark your territory. <laughs> Let this guy know that you are the dominant male in the picture. All right, you're the uh, alpha male. Yes, yeah. otherwise that is not gonna work. Yeah, and and, I, and the great thing about women is they're like, oh no, he's not into me like that. Yeah, oh yeah, we're yeah. just platonic. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joe on Twitter writes in. He says, I have a, a first date coming up. It's Tenderoni tips, by the way. Danny G's in here. Every week, send your questions to Danny. We might use him on the air for a future show. Uh, Joe on Twitter says, I have a first date coming up on Saturday. Nice. What are some good questions to ask her? Okay, yeah, because you don't want it to be awkward, but don't want to have it be cheesy either with first questions. I I would say keep it light and fun, Ben, because back in my speed dating days, one thing I hated is when the woman made you feel like you were being grilled. Like, she was interviewing yeah. you. How long was your longest relationship? Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. Keep it light. Like this. Like Gr- this? Girl, yeah. what are your favorite fixings for the perfect combination of your perfect burrito? <laughs> <laughs> burrito? Yeah. You got to keep it light, all right? You well, got to uh, make her my, laugh. I, I would say, you know what? I'm very good at dating, as you know. That's why I was a single, uh, as a <laughs> yeah. bachelor my pretty much my entire life. But I, I would say be interested, right? Even if she says the most boring crap. Pretend to be interested, right? Engaging. But you got to tee her up. Some of that is yeah. based on your question. Ask the thing that mistake guys make is they ask yes no question. You got to yeah, no, ask no, no. open any questions. Yes, you are a good sports. You have to be a good sports reporter. 
Yeah, if you ask yes-no questions, you will get yes-no answers, and that will be awkward and uncomfortable, and it will suck. She'll shut you down like LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) It is one of the tenets of successful business. You pick a plan, and you stick with it. You decide who is going to be the one that runs your franchise, in the case of sports, and then you go with that. You ride that wave unless you are the New York Knickerbockers who are expected to remove Phil Jackson as the czar of basketball operations, a story that has been developing in the overnight hours. We'll have the latest right now. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the newly renovated Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance, just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So here's what we know. We learned in the overnight hours here that there was a, a first a woge bomb that dropped that said that Phil Jackson, the, the, the Knicks were considering getting rid of Phil Jackson while we've been on the air. This is our fourth hour on the overnight. While we've been on the air, it went from James Dolan is thinking about whacking Phil Jackson to Phil Jackson is out. The Knicks, we have learned, are are going to likely announce in a few hours when the sun comes up and the regular people that are more important than us. uh, Well, some people are up early this hour going to work, but the people that work the regular 9 to 5 and they they get up a little after this, uh, when everyone's around for that, the Knicks are going to say hasta la vista, arrivederci to Phil Jackson. They will part ways. They're going to try to position this as not a firing. Uh, And why did this happen? The question is, why now, after the NBA draft, and Phil just took a guy we've never heard of from France, uh, a guy we can't pronounce his name, with the Knicks' first pick in the lottery, why now? Well, the scuttlebutt is that Phil had gone to James Dolan and tried to convince him to buy out Carmelo Anthony's contract. Phil has been outspoken over recent times, there is no bromance uh, between these two guys. And so Phil attempted with James Dolan to entice Dolan to write a big fat check for $50-plus million to end the courtship with Carmelo Anthony. And unfortunately for Phil Jackson, he was unable to convince Phil, uh, the, the boss there, James Dolan, to do this. And so... Now there's this bizarre situation, and it would appear, if this is accurate, the information that we're getting, the end result, the, the end game is a see you later. You are out of here. Goodbye. And so Dolan has decided to go with Carmelo Anthony. Now keep in mind, Carmelo Anthony is past his prime now. Uh, he's no longer in that coveted 27 to 32 age range. And also keep in mind that This is a case where James Dolan, a couple years ago, with much fanfare, brought Phil Jackson in. Do you remember what the crowd at Madison Square Garden was chanting when the idea of Phil Jackson coming in? He was seen as a messiah. We we want Phil. We want Phil. He was the savior of Nick basketball, and now he is a heathen. He is a piranha. He is a scumbag. He's an old man. He has elderly abuse and all that for Phil Jackson. In the span of a couple of years, in a couple of years, those same lunatic New Yorkers 
who were going crazy. They were so excited for Phil Jackson. This is wonderful, right? The same people that were doing that. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, he's an old geezer, this guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. We got to get rid of this guy. He's washed up, right? The whole whole thing. In the span of a couple of years. Now, listen, I agree that there have been some moves. Where you look at this, you're like, wow, that's this is not these are not good moves that Phil Jackson has made. I would have stuck with him. I would have stuck with Phil Jackson and given him some more time to figure it out. I, I trust that Phil knows what he's doing. Uh, he gambled on Derrick Rose. Rose was not a superstar anymore. The two terrible moves that there is no defense for that Phil Jackson made. Number one, the Joe Kim Noah contract. Uh, Joe Kim Noah, who just a disaster. A uh, brittle body, uh, cannot play, horrific, uh, everywhere you look at it. Right? And, and apparently an old bag of bones at this point. And then to re-sign Carmelo Anthony. But uh, I'm, I'm convinced that that was not Phil Jackson's call, that that was James Dolan and others in the Knicks influencing Phil Jackson. The Knicks have to have a headline star. It is my, my belief that there were other hands in the kitchen that we're trying to help the chef out there, Phil Jackson. So what happens now, you ask? What's going to happen now? How do the Knicks go forward? Well, we hear in the short term uh, that the Knicks will be run by someone named Steve Mills, who is going to be in charge of the free agency period. Never heard of him. Uh, I'm told he was the Knicks GM. So does this change anything? Does Carmelo Anthony now say, oh, well, I want to stay. I never wanted to leave anyway. I'm good to go. And what about Kristaps Porzingis? This is a situation where these these guys and the people around them, another observation I have, uh, it is my view that many of these stories that have been coming out in the last couple of months about Phil Jackson, the mudslinging, if you will, uh, was – an intentional act. These these were intentional leaks trying to paint Phil Jackson into a position where he was seen as unable to continue, that he was in over his head, and it worked. This, for lack of a better term, this character assassination, this coup attempt was successful. And so now the Knicks will, as I said, go with this guy Mills short term. The, the big names that have popped up, David Griffin, which you, t- you talk about, Puzzling. David Griffin's getting credit for LeBron James, but when he was the vice president of basketball operations in Cleveland, the team never won more than 33 games. And he was part of the Cavs organization, part of the inner circle that picked Anthony Bennett with the number one pick in the draft, the greatest disaster. He makes Greg Oden look like a Hall of Famer, uh, Anthony Bennett, who was the number one pick in the draft, and that's on David Griffin's resume. But David Griffin is very verbose. People seem to like him. The media likes him. The basketball insiders like him. And so he is being propped up as an early candidate long-term for the Knickerbocker's job. There are some lunatics that love Sam Hinkie, trust the process. Uh, He has been toxic since he left the Philadelphia 76ers. No one has seriously considered Sam Hinkie for a lead role in basketball operations. And the gift that keeps giving Isaiah Thomas. And then before you poo-poo that, Isaiah Thomas is still part of Dolan's group. He works for the WNBA team, and I would not put it past 
Isaiah Thomas and James Dolan from reuniting and saying, I like Isaiah. I trust Isaiah. And I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna bring him back. It's uh, the Ben Maller show on Fox. Now, meanwhile, uh, there's other stuff going on. A story that caught my attention uh involving gambling. And I I don't want to get too much into this because it's still there's a lot of things that can change and it involves a, a courtroom. But if you have not heard, this is humongous if you are a degenerate like myself and you enjoy to put some money down from time to time on games. The United States Supreme Court has announced that they are going to hear an appeal to reinstate a New Jersey law that, get this, would legalize sports wagering at the state casinos and the racetracks in New Jersey. What does that mean? It means it's bigger than just New Jersey. You don't have to live in New Jersey for this to matter. It means that if the Supreme Court rules in favor of New Jersey, legalized sports wagering will be allowed on a state-by-state basis. And there's still a long way to go, and there's a lot of legal BS that has to go on when you involve the Supreme Court. This is not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, But we should point out that many of these sports leagues have been outspoken about how horrible this is. And so the question is, how concerned should the major U.S. sports leagues, in particular the NFL, uh, the NHL, Major League Baseball, uh, the the people in charge of these sports, the NBA, the NCAA, be about this. The idea that the Supreme Court, they've pushed back on this for years. Other people have tried to get this to the Supreme Court. It's died. They haven't gone forward with it. And now here we are. Uh, this has been a, a law for 25 years, a, a strong law uh, that has been referenced as to why we can't have sports wagering. But if I'm these sports leagues, I am not concerned. In fact, I would be excited and I would be relieved if I'm running these sports leagues. First of all, if the Supreme Court does the right thing, the thing that we should do, we're, we're behind Europe in this. You go to Europe, you go to like the, we call it the British Open, they just call it the Open. You can gamble outside of the the course. They have gambling kiosks. You can put bets in. They're more advanced than we are when it comes to sports wagering. And this absolutely should be a states' rights issue. For years, sports leagues have had a public and a private position when it comes to gambling. And they're just like politicians. Publicly, they consider the idea of sports wagering to be the fifth ring of hell. Privately, these sports leagues, they know that if regulated, this is a wonderful thing. And in layman's terms, think of this as the riches of Solomon dropping in from the heavens for these sports leagues. Because remember a couple years ago when FanDuel and DraftKings flooded Fox Sports Radio and every other media outlet with advertising? It was wonderful. right? They They spent more advertising dollars than any other advertiser for the NFL a few years back. If we get legalized sports wagering on a state-by-state basis, this will be a similar ad bonanza. All right? You are going to see a flood, an ad blitz. And so if I'm part of the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, or even the NCAA, 
for basketball and football, I'm like, wow, this is great. Yeah, that's real good, Law Dog, because Law just don't go around here. Yeah, I heard it the first time. And my advice to these sports leagues is to become the bookmaker. Get a share of the action. All right, get a little share of the action. Now, how soon is this going to happen? Well, the earliest it's likely to happen is the end of 2019. Seems like a long time, but it's already middle of 2017, so it's going to come at you before you know it. Now, what could possibly hold it up? Uh, the, the only thing I can think of is there's a lot of lobbyist money that goes into Washington, D.C. The, the, the people in Vegas and the, the people in the gambling world have done a lot to keep gambling only in sports wagering in Nevada. And so this would actually hurt a lot of politicians. However, my guys in Vegas, and I go there a lot, and I have some people that are friends of the show, they, they tell me that the people that run the casinos actually want legalized sports wagering. Now, why would that be? You'd say it would kill Las Vegas. People wouldn't go to Vegas anymore. It's 120 there right now in Vegas. Why would you go there if you could bet anywhere else? Well, the argument is the reason the casinos in Vegas want this is because they'd be the ones running the books. You know, if the, the state of Georgia decides we want sports wagering, they don't know how to operate. This is the people at the, the, the different sports books, William Hill, which is all, all over the place in Europe and here in, the, in Nevada, uh, and MGM and these different op- outfits, they would be the, run, the ones that would be running the casino, uh, the bookmaking operation. So it would be good for them. Uh, and then secondly, as we, we put a bow on this, sports leagues should be relieved that legalized sports betting is a possibility. This has been one of a handful of issues where we've been stuck on the wrong side here as a, a country, the lawmakers and whatnot. The, the, uh, the sports leagues like the NFL, first of all, the NFL is in Vegas. They're, they're putting a team in Vegas. The NHL is putting a team in Vegas. It's a big city. There's a lot of people there. There's a, a, a big market, relatively speaking, that can support professional sports. And and you go on and on, uh, but I, I I love it. And the the governor Chris Christie, who's on his way out as the governor of New Jersey, the honorable governor, this will be a legacy move because he's part of this. And there's all kinds of rumors that Chris Christie could end up replacing Mike Francesa at WFAN, the big sports talker in New York. Whether that happens or not, this can be on his resume. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. You can join us. We'd love to have you. We're also available on Twitter. At Ben Maller, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie Garcia is here. How exciting is this, Eddie? In a couple of years, we can put a parlay down or a money line bet on something we want sports-wise, and we don't have to feel all seedy about it. Of course, guys have been doing this for years. I don't think you feel seedy about it at all. Well, no, I'm I'm fine with it. But the the sports wagering for a lot of people, you just do it offshore, and it's been going on. So it's not going to change much for some people, but it'll be – Legal. This is this should have gone on years ago, Eddie. Yeah, I don't know that I'll do a lot of it. I'll probably, you know, put, my, once put, put my toe in a little bit. Once right? you think you got a sure thing, you'll put a bet down. Sure, that's exactly. what everyone does, Just, and then they lose, and then they get upset when they have a sure thing and they lose. But you, it's, hey, it's good. It's great for our business. That's, oh, that's for great. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are more ca- people will be interested in the scores and the games and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, the casinos are in thirty nine states. There are 39 states with, like, those Indian casinos that, the, the, that we have in different states. And I believe there's 44 states, I read, that have lotteries. So you can have a lottery and you can have Indian casinos, but you can't have sports wagering. It's, it's bizarro world. 
is what it is. Yeah, it's it's long overdue. I agree. It's about time, and it looks like it's going to happen, uh, assuming the Supreme Court rules that way. Who would, Now, I, I guess you go, do liberals not like this? Would the liberal judges vote against this? The conservative judges, are they the ones that are going to vote against this? I know Donald Trump, the president, a couple years back, many years ago, when he was running casinos in New Jersey, he was all for this. He was like, yes, this needs to happen to save Atlantic City. Ben, congratulations. So I'm not – what's the breakdown on that, Eddie? Do the liberal judges not like this and the conservative ones like it? I honestly don't know. You don't know. know. Okay. Is it a judge-by-judge situation? Is that how this is going to work? I assume whatever's best for uh, their state or something like that. Well, the Supreme Court judges don't worry about that. They have a lifetime contract. They're not worried about all that. Uh, All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Again, give us a call. The big story, Phil Jackson. Looks like he's out with the Knicks. The coup works. Mello and Porzingis have more juice than the Zen master. That is a surprising situation. We'll call this one some old-fashioned begging. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. It's been said that Ben Maller shows the best-kept secret in sports radio. You can help change that. Word-of-mouth advertising is the best advertising. Post about the show on social media and help keep the show growing. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Don't forget to check out the podcast of the Ben Maller Show. Hey, how's the podcast doing, Coop? We doing good with the podcast? Yes? All right. Number one. Keep downloading that podcast. I filled up my entire phone memory with the podcast. The show's so damn long, it filled up my podcast section. I had to delete some of the older podcasts from the show. Uh I'm not kidding. My phone, I have an iPhone, and uh, I do have a lot of pictures and, and what. But they, they said you get that warning, you know, you're running out of space. They try to get you to spend $1,000 on more space and stuff. So I was like, well, I don't want to do that. So I checked my phone to see what was taking up the space, and I had saved every podcast from the show on my phone. Now, we want you to listen to the podcast. You don't have to archive the podcast on your phone. Like, you can keep it for a couple of weeks and then or just a week, that's it, and then get rid of it. I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I had to delete some of the older versions of the podcast. The cool thing is they're all still available. You can just go back and get them if you have a favorite show or something like that. Fine. Thank you. That's right. So, all right, let's go to the phones, and we go to Minnesota. We say hello to Lit, who's on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Ben Maller Show, the big story overnight. Uh, Gift, Phil Jackson, the breaking news, he is out with the Knicks, it'll all be made official. It's all going to be kosher later today in Manhattan. Hello, Lit. It's Lip. Oh, Lip. Yeah. Well, that's not what it's. Well, I know, but it doesn't say that on my screen. So. Well, yeah. Justin, it might have been a little smoky in there at the time. It's hard to see. Might have happened. Yes. All right. Might have happened. So you... I think uh, one of the most interesting things is Bill Jackson's getting paid an insane amount. Do you think he possibly just orchestrated this himself to get fired? No, I'm not. I mean, I, I know others will say that. I'm not going to know because he really wanted to get rid of Carmelo Anthony. He tried to convince Dolan, from what we're being told here, to get rid of Anthony, and Dolan wouldn't do it. He wouldn't buy out Carmelo Anthony. So Dol- I, just, I just feel that he's 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 hurting now with his reputation that he probably want to get a one last coaching job somewhere and nah, show that he's the Zen master and pocket a couple billion for doing nothing anyways. He's going to make, if my math is right here, 
almost $24 million left on his contract to leave the Knicks. What, what are you doing, Lip? What are you opening a car door? What's going on? I'm actually stocking some shelves right now. Oh, you are? What item are you putting on the shelves right now? What are we putting up there? Uh, got to be glued hair goop. Hair goop? Okay. Hair goop. Uh, how much? You got to do like the smell test and you got to do like look for a little goo. No, it's goop. He said goop. All right, so how much? Now, don't tell us yet, Lip. Let's take a guess. How much do you think the hair? It's like a big bottle. What are we like? A box or a bottle? Uh, it's like a little rubberized looking tin. Okay, tin. Okay. Um, let's take a guess. How much do you think the hair goop goes for at the store that the lip within works at? a dollar, at? either way. Okay, within a dollar, either way. Uh, now I don't use this product, so I don't know. I'm just gonna. Go. Wait, how many? How many ounces? Oh yeah, have to be glued two ounces. So oh, that's not much. Who who's who makes it? What what brand? <laughs> that's the name of the brand. Is uh, oh no wait, it's Schwarzkopf. Okay, I've never heard of that, hmm. but it's a small amount. That's uh, actually German for blackhead, so that's kind of funny. Oh really? Okay, uh, I'm gonna go five dollars. Uh, I'm gonna go five dollars even. Five dollars even. Eddie, you want in on this? Four dollars, four dollars. Okay, you screwed me on that, uh, Danny G. <laughs> I'm gonna say four eighty nine. Okay, uh, interesting guess there. You haven't left yourself a lot of room, Koopaloo. You know, if it's if it's only two ounces and you know it's got some German name, I'm gonna assume that it's a high end product. Racist. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go seven dollars, Ben. Okay, so we have a bunch of guesses right around five dollars, and then Coops at seven. Reveal answers, Lip. Please reveal answers. How much is the hair goop? $4.22. No! Yeah. We were all close except Coop. Damn! That's a winner. Oh, yeah. Eddie, no win- yeah. Eddie wins. Eddie's the winner. Congratulations, Eddie. You win some hair goop. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, are you almost done, Lip? When are you off work, man? You almost out of there? Uh, 7 a.m. 7 a.m.? Oh, my God. You got a few hours to go. All right. Well, thank you, Lip. Hang in there, bro. All right, there, yeah, there he have goes. a good night, Bob. All right, uh, there he goes. Putting more hair goop on the shelves. <laughs> All right, that's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Get at us on Twitter, at Ben Maller. And if you want to be part of Password, the word game of the stars, call right now. We have a line open. There's one line open. Fill that line up, and you can be the contestant if you pass through the screening process of the Coupe de Loop, and you can be a, one of our contestants. We've got one contestant lined up. We need one more contestant. We've left the line open. You can call and be part of it. We'll get to that begging story and password, the word game of the stars. We'll get to all that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now here's Ben Maller. We will get to Password, the word game of the stars. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. While much of the attention has been focused on Phil Jackson, there is other stuff going on. How about Gordon Hayward? A report connecting Gordon Hayward to the Boston Celtics. Uh, that has been going on for some time. There was some, a report saying that Celtics are not only going to try to sign Hayward, they're going to trade for Paul George. Well, the Gordon Hayward story involves begging. Gordon Hayward's wife posted on, I believe this was on Instagram. Uh, yeah, it was on Instagram. Gordon Hayward's wife, Robin, 
I always go to Robin Hayward for my breaking NBA news. Uh, she shared a photo of what looks to be about a dozen, maybe a little more than that, uh, letters, some of them handwritten by 7th and 8th graders from a junior high school in Utah. And these are handwritten most of them. There, there was a, a letter, I guess maybe the front one's from the teacher, so that's not handwritten, that's typed out. But everything else is handwritten. And they're handwritten, heartfelt letters, essentially begging Gordon Hayward to stay with the Utah Jazz. Uh, now, a couple of things. Number one, this is bad for students. Right, Gordon Hayward is a basketball player. You, you should not be begging a basketball player to stay in a city. This is almost as pathetic as when the Lakers put those billboards up in Hollywood to bring Dwight Howard back. Uh, that was embarrassing. But this is embarrassing on a different level. These are kids. This this sounds like it was orchestrated by a teacher. It's like, hey, I got an idea. We'll, we'll have a, a class assignment, and everyone will be begging Gordon Hayward to come back to the Jazz. Now, Hayward could stay in Utah. He can get more money if he stays in Salt Lake City with the Jazz, but you're not going to stay because of some letters from a junior high school. An eighth grader in Utah is not going to be the inspiration for you to stay. It's ridiculous. A uh, Mike in the truck, and then we get the password. Hello, Mike in the truck. Hey, Ben. I can't call you Big Ben anymore. You're looking good. How you doing, thank brother? You, thank you, buddy. What's going on, man? Hey, I know they were killing Bronkowski here in Boston yesterday all day on the radio. And... um Lenny Clark, their big movie star, Boston comedian, he comes in and he calls in and he says they never told anybody that they were even going to film it. And then they didn't even have anybody sign waivers until after they were all done with the whole roast. Oh, is that right? I didn't hear about that. But let me tell you something, Mike. It's a comedy roast. Who <laughs> wants Who You know, you expect... I, if I go to a roast, if I watch a roast on TV and I don't get that kind of humor, I ain't going to keep watching. That's right. Remember Don Rickles, Z-Mine? Come on, that's what it's about. Exactly. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Now, I don't know if phone calls were made from people around Gronk or the Patriots. I don't know. No. I, I don't know about that. But but you got to air that thing. You, it's a roast. It's a comedy roast. We're talking about this Gronkowski thing. They had a, a roast for uh, Big Poppy and a bunch of Boston local celebrities and stuff and. Uh, Dustin Pedroia was there. I saw the clip of Gronk. He wasn't funny, Mike, but he's still got to get on the air. Oh, yeah. Well, they got, they, got, they got Gronk and they got Pedroia on YouTube. And But the kicker is they said all the jokes were written for him. They weren't original jokes. Oh Well, yeah, the, the, the Gronkowski joke, that's like a 70-year-old a joke that he told. Right. So. <laughs> they, got a, they thought, they thought uh, Kraft would be offensive because he goes to uh, – Israel every nah, year. Nah, Kraft's, Kraft's got a good sense of humor. I don't oh, know. yeah. Yeah. Just like, just like you, Ben. All right, buddy. You're my Th favorite show. All right, thank you, Mike. Be safe driving that truck, Mike. All right, all right there you go. There's Mike driving around Boston. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Attention, everyone. And the password is... Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Password. We'll meet our contestants. First of all, from the great state of Minnesota, we say hello to Josh. Hello, Josh. Good morning, Ben Maller. Good morning to you. All right, Josh. You ready to do this? Yes, I am. Let's do it. 
Tell the guy in Beaver Dam what you do for a living. I'm a forklift operator. Cool. Are you on the job right now? No, my shift just ended about 30 minutes ago. I'm sitting in the car, self-medicating. Uh, shout out to the Koopaloo. <laughs> All right. Well, hold on a sec. Whatever it takes to get through the day. Can you imagine you do a whole shift on a your forklift driver and you get off. I need a little medication. At least he didn't do it before work. Uh, Michael in Nashville. Hello, Michael. Oh, I've wanted to play this game for so long. Woo! Woohoo! You see that? <laughs> hey, Mitchell, you jackass from yesterday. This is how someone's supposed to be excited to play a game, Mitchell. Did you hear that guy yesterday, Michael? We had this guy, Mitchell, in Ohio. Yeah. And he was so, oh, my God, this guy's so dull. I guess I'll play. Yeah, what a nightmare. Uh, all right, well, Michael, the, the other guy is a forklift driver. What do you do for a living? I fill vending machines. Oh, you do? You're the vending machine guy. All right, I'm good. the vending machine Fill little extra packages of peanut, uh, peanut M&Ms, you know, every once in a while. You know, it happens. The best, best seller right there. That's the best kind, yes. Do you get to keep a bunch of the expired, uh, you know, or close to expiring products? I tend to take the things home, Ben, but I don't like to share my dirty business. <laughs> I, uh, I understand. Well, when I was doing a midday show a million years ago, because I've been, I've been sent to prison in the overnights, but when I was doing a midday show, we used to have a guy like you, and he would come by. He was a big fan of the old Ben and Dave show in L.A., and he would give us, and this did not help my, uh, my uh, physique, because he'd give us all this junk food from the vending machines. It was wonderful. I loved this guy, but, uh, yeah, it's a little tough on the, on the waistline. We know you're pretty... We know you're pretty stout, man, Ben. Yes. You're all good. Uh, I can enjoy a good meal from time to time. Okay. Josh, who do you want to partner up with, Josh, on Password? I'll go with the Kubaloo. Oh, Why sure. not? Yes, it's like uh, white. Birds of a feather. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. All right. Uh, <laughs> very good. Hold on a sec, uh, Josh and Coop. And then, Michael, who do you want to partner up with, Michael? Got to go with my fellow hockey fan, Eddie Garcia. All right. All right. Uh, Eddie is in, and uh, let's do this. Here we go. Password. All right. Gentlemen, 10 words on the board. We each start with 10 points for each word. For every incorrect guess, we deduct a point. All right. Here we go. Josh and Coop, you are up first. Oh, so I get to be the judge. Oh, yeah. this is exciting. Okay, uh, I'm going to be a good judge. Pick a number one through 10. Six. Six. Sure. You got to speak. I know you're yeah, high, you gotta, but you got to speak up. Six. Six. Okay. All right. Yes. All right, Coop, number six. All right. Uh, let's go with. Hmm. Take your time, Coop. Don't mind the show. Foil. Foil. Foil? Yes. F O I L. Foil. Ten. No, uh, no, no. Eddie? All right, Michael, uh, you heard Coop's clue. That may or may not help you. He said foil. Uh, my password to you is recycle. Uh, Wait. No. no. Uh, if I would get this right. right if I Josh, was playing, we, I would we, get this right away. We, we got this. We got this here. Oh, come on. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident now. Okay. I'm gonna, you, you, heard, you heard all the clues? <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to say can. can. Aluminum. Yeah. Hey, all right. 
I've heard you could smoke out of one of those. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> that's eight. <laughs> that's eight points, right? Eight points, and uh, we go over to Michael. P- PSA, the- though, you can, but it's not recommended. Not it's not good, good for, for your you. brain. All yeah. Right. yeah. So it would be wrong. Nice should, public service announcement. You should not do that. Okay, uh, Michael. You should, and you shouldn't eat Pop-Tarts after you do that either, yeah. One through ten, not six. Two. 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 All right, Eddie, number two. Easy. All right, Michael, the password is crust. Pizza. Oh. Oh. Wait, did you say crust? Yeah, you you said crust. Crust, You said pizza, yeah. All right, Josh, we got this. This is where we... This is where we start to put the dagger in. So nine points on the line here. I'm going to go with wheat. Bread. Yeah. Oh. Wow, the forklift driver. A 17 to nothing lead. It's because he prepared. He's using some performance-enhancing <laughs> yeah. drugs here yeah. to help yeah. him out. You're listening to Password on the Ben Maller Show. We've got Josh, who's self-medicating in his car he just worked. Up. How long's your shift there, Josh? How many hours were you driving that forklift? It was about nine and a half hours. Oh my God! What a nightmare! Nine and a half hours with the forklift. Now he's doing some self-medication. We All got right. Michael, the vending machine guy, with Eddie. All right, Josh. Back to you here. One through ten, except for two or six. I'll go with three. Three. Number three. Okay. And Eddie, uh, actually, no. Back to uh, cool. Yeah, right. Cool back blue. to cool. Hmm. All right. Um, There's all oh, the ways I can on, go with this. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try this one, Josh. I'm gonna get a little complex here. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah always <laughs> good with a guy self medicating. <laughs> no, no. It, it it makes us even more complex. Um, follicle. Is it follicle? Yes, follicle. Dirt. No. Yeah. All right, Michael, uh, if you know what follicle <laughs> means, keep that in mind. If you don't, forget it. Uh, uh, I think I know what it the is. The password is uh, shampoo. Hair. Yeah. Yes. Back in it. Eddie's on the board. Nice. And it goes back to so Eddie nine, right now. Nine points ready. So it's 17-9. Josh and Koopaloop, the, uh, the weed team, have the lead. And Eddie and Michael, the hockey team, have nine. Okay, Michael, one, four, five, or seven through ten. One. All right, Eddie, number one. All right. Um, Michael, the password is rescue. Ten points. Uh, Take the lead. Five Dave? seconds. Yeah! Wow. Take the lead! Wow. Take the lead, 19 to 17. He shoots, he scores. We got a good one. We'll pause for the calls. We'll have the big finish of password. We'll get Cowboys corner the whole thing. But Michael and Eddie take the lead. It's 19 to 17. We're playing password. The word game of the stars. The big finish next. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at facebook.com slash Show. Now back to Ben Maller. And right back to pass where we go. We got the big finish. And we have also Cowboys Corner. We'll work that in. Michael and Eddie, the hockey guys, have the lead at 19. Michael's the vending machine guy. And the forklift guy, Josh, he's self-medicating with Goop. They trail by two. Two yeah, points. Yeah, we got a good one, 19 to 17. And it's Josh and Coop's turn. 
All right, Josh, either four, five, or seven through ten. Go ten. Ten. All right, number ten it is. Go ahead there, Coop. a tough one. All right, Josh, I'm going to go with... Not really. I'm going to go with trend. Fashion. No. Wow. No. Well, who said wow? Is who say wow? No wow. I uh, didn't get it right. All right, back to you, Eddie. And Mike. I, I said wow. No, you did? No, you didn't get it right. That was going to be my clue. Uh, <laughs> oh, got it. Oh, you're screwed down. Yeah. Uh, okay. La, 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 la. What was your word, Coop? Number 10. <laughs> what, did you, what was the clue you gave him? I don't want to repeat it. I'm not, I'm, All right. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, Michael, I think Coop said trend. Yeah, he said that. The guest was fashion. My password to you is style. Dang, that's the word I thought it was. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, um, um, we need an answer. Would it, would it, would it be like bad? Yeah! Yeah! Yes, it that, was. That's it. We that got to get, get to Cowboys Corner. So I think that's wow. uh, that's all. Hockey guys rule. Wow. 28 to 17. Go Preds, baby. Give that guy a gold ticket. Yeah. Wow. Uh, good, good game, guys. Good, Josh, good game, Josh. Good game. Congratulations, Michael. Josh, you blew a 17 nothing lead, Josh. I mean, that's uh, very Viking-esque of you. Bad job by you. That's okay. Good good game. All right. Thank you, Josh. Be careful. Uh, There you go. Uh, Thank you for listening. And, Michael, you're the big winner. Congratulations, Michael, in Nashville. And there it is. Password for another week. That was a good one. We got a good one. Hey, I noticed these new studios, all of the plugs have been covered by the wall. I cannot plug anything in. So I had to oh, in the middle. Geez. In the middle, there's a there's a, a rack they put up here where you, but 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 the wall plugs are all gone, Eddie. I just want to point that <laughs> Come out. On. <laughs> Come on. Someone send a memo to management when you get a chance. Let them know. All right, uh, let's <laughs> let's cowboy up. On, I don't need to plug anything. Uh, and let's go to Cowboy John Brad in Windsor, Ontario. At five fifty-two a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Wednesday, June 28, 2017. Uh, Al Downing, 76 today, and uh, Don Baylor, 68. And on June 28, 1976, Mark LeBird Friedrich announces all too brief stardom on ABC TV uh, with a uh, 5 to 1 victory over the New York Yankees. And I'll speak to people tomorrow morning. Bye. There he goes, where he goes, uh, no one knows. Uh, Cowboys corner. Big story here. Overnight, it happened on our watch. Phil Jackson, it appears, is out. James Dolan has made the decision to say hasta la vista, arrivederci to the Zen master. All those championships and all that success as a coach. And Phil Jackson is going to walk out of New York with $24 million, roughly. And uh, many uh, people waking up to this news. And I'm sure Clay Travis and OutKick the Coverage will continue the conversation about this. Remember, though, these same New York fans that are doing a victory lap, when Phil was brought in, they were chanting his name like a conquering hero. How'd that work out for you? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 
21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 